What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Show Me What I've Been Missing. I am one of your hosts, Chris Mack, and I'm here with my lovely friend, Elizabeth Stanton, and we have a great show for you today. Today, <laughs> we are not covering Sex and the City. Today is our special episode, and uh, we are covering one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, The Mask of Zorro. The tables have turned. I've the never seen it. <laughs> so Elizabeth Somehow in my it. travels, I never saw it. I don't know. How, like that, dude. And that's so, like, when you told me that you hadn't seen this movie, that, like, it shocked me. Not in the sense of, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you haven't seen it. But, like, it's so in our wheelhouse of right. things that we were supposed to see as we grew up. Like, in the I remember 90s. all the ads. I remember the trailer for it, like, crazy. Oh, here's the thing. Another added little piece of uh, trivia to it. This is a 1998 film. I was going to say, we are still, so, we are taking still in there. <laughs> the break from, from Sex and the City, but we are still in the year 1998. Yes. More <laughs> the pleasant, the kids side of 1998. The kid-friendly 1998. Yeah, kid-friendly 1998, yeah. Not sex, and nobody's <laughs> talking about anal in a cab. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> good old sword fighting and gunplay. Good old Western. We got Chased, kissing. <laughs> so first off i want to mm -hmm. ask you've seen the movie now mm -hmm. how do you feel about it i liked it it's one of those like i don't know why i didn't ever see it like and how i know everybody i know at that time or knew at that time saw it mm. i feel like my parents might have seen it too like without wow. me <laughs> maybe not I, I don't know i'll have to confer yeah firm um but like i wrote down in my notes this reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. Now I know that obviously came well after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, well, it's technically, that same swashbuckly. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, Pirates of the Caribbean is actually uh, older than Zorro because it was based off the ride. Remember that movie? Right, but, but Zorro's even older than the ride. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, had the, and that's this is the other weird thing about why I never saw it. I used to really loved Zorro when I was little. Like they played the show, the 50s uh -huh. Disney show. I love those. Yeah, yeah, Disney yeah. Disney channel oh, yeah. when I was a kid and I was like, hell yeah, I love Zorro. That's and then crazy. somehow between really liking Zorro when I was little yeah. and uh, 1998, just never saw it. And then <laughs> up until literally just now, That's <laughs> last, <dude>. last night. <laughs> That's crazy that like, you loved Zorro, but never yeah. saw the mask of Zorro. Nope. Not like <laughs> makes, makes no <laughs> sense. Because here's the thing, too. Here's the crazy thing is you were watching uh, the old episodes yeah. on the Disney Channel, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they periodically played this movie on the Disney Channel because it is a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you missed it. <laughs> well, Spielberg executive produced it. I don't think it's a Disney movie. I believe it is, wouldn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. But they played it on the Disney Channel, I know, for sure. I know I've yeah. never seen it. And it's uh, it's on Stars as well. I remember it because, you know, I don't know if you remember back in the 90s and like early 2000s, but like, you know, Stars is that channel. If you wanted to watch mm -hmm. a movie and you liked it, you wait about two hours, you get to see it again. Because it basically had like four to five movies on a loop at a time for every week. And then they would yes. switch off to something else. <laughs> That's how I've seen some movies like eight million times. And like just never uh broke with it no so this is technically distributed by sony and ah. tristar and amblin entertainment spielberg's company so gotcha oh, but it, it, it does that's why the parts of the caribbean 
comparison fits though because it is, it feels like it could be like a yeah, Disney family maybe movie. Maybe that's why I feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, there's uh, nothing like I read in the trivia that Robert Rodriguez was considered to direct this, and then he wanted to do like a crazy hard R, and they were like, "No, get out of here." No, you can't so show Salma Hayek's boobs during Zorro. Get out. Oh, man. Weirdo. Dude. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Now that I have seen this movie, and now that you, I didn't know that that was a thing, but now I kind of want to see a Robert. I kind of want to see the hard R. Yeah, I would like to see that because here's the thing. We already got some pretty, I mean, imagine the sex scenes in that movie because right? you saw this like, I mean, basically in this movie, there was two sex scenes. I don't care what you say. The, the between uh, the the it's dance scene, the dance scene, and then yep. the little fight scene that Catherine Zeta and Antonio had. Just fall apart. Moment, I don't care yeah. what y'all say. That is a those are two sex scenes because that shit was hot. It All was. Right? I wrote. I think I wrote. Ooh, it's sexy sword fight time. <laughs> and it was. And, and it, was. it was. I mean, cat. That. Oh man. Okay. So we gotta. That was you lead me through it because I I, I okay. like took a chill approach to watching. I took notes and everything like that, but um, you've seen it more than I have, so lead me lead me through your questions. Well, comments, I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing. To me, this is uh, you know, watching it as an adult is yeah. is totally different now, and I'm you know I'm noticing things uh, <laughs> which is like you can tell it's very of the time. Like Anthony Hopkins and uh, Stuart Wilson, you know, Anthony Hopkins plays, um, mm -hmm. Don, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Don, oh, I get it. Uh, sounds, Don Diego De La Vega. De La Vega, yeah, he plays De La Vega. And then Stuart Wilson plays uh, Don Raphael. Supposed to be Spanish, no accents. They just were just regular. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready and then there was no accent. And I was like, ugh. Hilaria Baldwin, they ain't. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. <laughs> this yeah, by the way, we're watching Hopkins, both the great actors, both great Baldwin. actors, yeah. and it's like that's that was the thing that upset me a little bit because like here's the thing, I get it, they're both great actors. Mm -hmm. I love them to death, love watching everything that they do. But both can play great villains, and they both can play you know good, the good guy very well. Mm -hmm. But like, this is so '98 because nobody gave a fuck about accent. Like the only two people that had an accent was Antonio Banderas, who's yeah. already Spanish. Yeah, and Catherine Zeta, who's British, but put on an accent, and she's, you're like, she is actually she is Welsh, as is Welsh. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, sorry, so me. that it, that's funny that they play father and daughter because they're both Welsh. Well, here's, <laughs> here's also the funny thing is like the fact that if you see in the movie, uh, his wife has an accent. Yes, yeah. an accent, no accent. He spends an entire twenty years in a Mexican prison, no accent, not even by accident. Just now he still comes out. <laughs> as like classically British sounding as possible, which is- Hannibal uh, Lecter carving these <laughs> into people. And that's the thing too, is like a lot of people um, don't know this, but like, you know, uh, I actually have a few Spanish friends. Mm -hmm. And so most of them that do know English, they do learn, uh, as I say, the King's English. Oh, okay. Or the mm -hmm. Queen's English. So like they do learn English in the proper way. But here's the thing, even with that, Mm -hmm. They still have an accent. Like they say certain words with oh, the sure. British uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, accents on it. You know, uh, yeah. um, a few words here and there. But for the most part, when they're speaking English, they still have an accent. So I'm like, how are these two prominent men of Spaniard uh, 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 descent 
in the class don't have an accent. Just zero. None. <laughs> Nobody yeah. learned English that well. Especially back then. This was like supposed to be what, the 1800s or something Early like 1800s. That. 18, yeah. Like 21, I think it's right. when it starts. Yeah, and... I think it's when it's, yeah, 1821. They wouldn't have had accents like that. Oh, <laughs> They no, would have yeah. sounded like Spanish. Spaniards. Yeah. They would sound like Spaniards. Especially too, like, if you know, they're going around there, you know, in California, this is like when a time and it's still when California still belong to Mexico. So you're speaking Spanish all over the place, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And y'all still have these uh, British accents. That don't make sense. <laughs> like, how, how, Disney or fucking yeah. just drop the ball on that one. You know? <laughs> well, no, the whole, um, like independent California, mm-hmm. independent from Spain and Mexico is what they right. were shooting for, right? To run their own, like fiefdom of you know neither here nor there was kind of interesting and uh why did I write it down like at the beginning that little opening thing says like oh it's an unwanted leader who won't leave power interesting still relevant yeah I know like (laughs) people don't fucking learn (laughs) I mean I mean that's the thing too is like uh like you know uh um Don Rafael's whole plan was to uh, uh, buy California, make it its own yeah. country. Yeah, which is so funny to me as a Texan because Texas has been trying to do that. <laughs> you guys are nuts. You will. You're like for like a hundred like, years, we are America, like... but also we are our own kingdom, and you need to respect that. I'm like, well, you're either or, bud. I don't know what. Nah, you bro. That's, but that's. I mean, I, and I remember. I don't know uh, if you were aware of this, but like. It was so funny, maybe like five, oh, I guess six years ago now, it was like right when I moved out here, was like, it was a no bullshit, real conversation that people were having on the news about Texas annexing from America becoming its own thing. Like it was like a no, literal thing kind that of, people yeah. were trying, like they, they thought was like, oh shit, is Texas about to be gone? Like, are we about to have to pay like a toll or a tax to get into Texas? And I low-key was mad. I'm like, I'm from there. What the fuck? Do I get a passport immediately? Like, what do I do? And I had just moved to LA. So I was like, oh, you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This this is when y'all do it when I'm out out of the country, basically. Yeah. Oh, I leave the country and you guys, or I leave the state and you guys become your own country. I see how it is. Yeah, also, Texas by the way, like the idea that uh, Don Rafael was like, we're going to buy California from Santa Ana with his own gold. Yeah. That's fucking gangster. That was, I was. That's I, gangster shit. I won't lie. Sometimes in movies like this, I am like, whatever about the plot, who gives a Because right. <laughs> that's not what it's about. Right. But I was like, trying to figure out what the whole deal was with the gold mines. And then they're like, Oh, we're gonna sell it like he doesn't know this gold is here. Yeah. And we're gonna just print it, stamp it with our own thing and say it's that. And I was like, oh, and then I but then I was left wondering, how does he not know the gold is there? Is it just like he doesn't know that mine exists? Yeah, that's probably what it, okay. what it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because like <clears throat> answered, not that at the confusing, time Santa Ana was fighting with the Americans. Mm-hmm. So you know, he was all occupied with that shit. So he probably wouldn't know the little mine outside of California. You know? Right. That that's that's like shit that probably would have been brought to him later if yeah. Don Rafael was actually, you know, uh loyal to Spain. Right. Which also I found uh well we'll get to that later. But like yeah, yeah. if he was actually loyal to Spain, 
I'm, I'm assuming that information would have gotten to Santa Ana eventually, right. but like, he was like, nah, we gonna, we gonna do our own shit, so fuck that. No, <laughs> he was like, I want, he's like, forget being loyal to anyone, I wanna be not king, he didn't say king, but basically king of his own country. Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, he was gonna be the big leader, I mean. All, <laughs> you don't just, of... you don't concoct a plan like that without trying to be, you know. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he could have been, uh, you know, a, a a little bit like Thanos about it, being like, "Hey, I'm doing it for the people." But right. Like, like, nah, this is for me. He I, did. He did kind of imply that, at least as that like, was bullshit. You talking about when he? But came, I knew he was lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was that moment where yeah. he said to the people, "He's like, you're neither cared for by Spain nor you're really cared for by Mexico." Right. Because they're technically they're like indigenous people yeah. to yeah, America. Yeah. Or, right. You know what is known as America. Yeah. So he's kind of theoretically calling out like, hey, no one gives a shit about you, but I do. Right. But then of course he's like, Bullshit. also was like, I might try to fucking murder you all. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You, you so. also, but you can't come back. Okay, so like right? <laughs> 20 years ago, he was just picking peasants out of a crowd and was like, execute these three. Yeah. Just for fun. Like, yeah. you know, I know we lost the war and, 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 and you know, California is about to go back to Mexico, but like, right. fuck these peasants real quick one time. Let's put them on. The, like, yeah. just like, like 20 years ago, he was killing people at random and just like, yeah. and pretty much whenever he just had, you know, a thought to say, like killing somebody, he was just having them executed. And then he comes back and he's like, hey, I'm doing this for y'all. Nah, bro, you, you can say You think there's one person in that crowd who's like, hold on, I want to hear what he's saying. Nah, none of them give a fuck. Don Raphael's got some points. Nah. Everybody's like, Dave, shut up. You know what, though? Real talk, probably. It's there is at least on. one person who's like, hold on. He's like, I, he's like, yeah. I'm not trying to like be I, contrarian here, but yeah. uh, Don Raphael's not wrong. Mexico yeah. doesn't care about us in California, <laughs> or uh, Spain doesn't. We could be our own country. And I was like, Steve, God damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those things where Steve, it's like... we are locked in this cage and they're trying to blow up the mine. Now is not the time. Like, guys, hear him out. Pull up. <laughs> I mean, he came in a fancy boat. He must really care. Like, yeah. <laughs> He came all the way from Spain just to tell us this. Let's hear what he's got to say. He brought his hot daughter all the way from Spain. Let's hear him oh out. Oh, my God. She is so hot in this movie. I was... Oh, my God, dude. When I was a kid, I was... Talk about heartbreak. When I found out that she wasn't Spanish, <laughs> when I found out Catherine Zeta-Jones was not Spanish, I felt betrayal of the highest level because <laughs> she's so hot in this movie with the Spanish accent. And yeah. I mean, she already has like the naturally dark or tannered skin, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, like they had to do a lot of makeup and, you know, she was all fierce and fighting swords and, mm. and just looking just delicious and then you know you hear on the interview and she's it's like i'm welsh and you're uh, like, oh. it was like oh god it, it i just I, I was like nothing's real anymore <laughs> everything is alive everything is alive <laughs> fuck hollywood and now i'm in the business Hollywood's but whatever fake as hell <laughs> i mean it is but like it is you know I, I i understand the fakeness of it now so i'm not as betrayed but as a kid you couldn't like i i mean i was like man but it, it in that regard, too, I was also ignorant because I thought she was Mexican and not Spanish. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know there was a difference between Spanish and, and Mexican. I thought that, that that's just 
Oh yeah, no, Spain are the colonizers. Yeah, uh, European colonizers coming in and right. You know, I think people and I used to too like really equate like Spain and Mexico are the same. It is they're yeah. both like Latino, Latinx, or whatever, right. and it is not the same. No. Spain is Europe. Right. Being from Spain is makes you European. Being from Mexico, uh, South America in general, that yeah. is Latinx. That's very very different. Now there, it, that's what's funny. I know we talked we talked before about. Anthony Hopkins having bright blue eyes and wearing tan makeup as Don Taylor. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely a, an issue because it is. But I forgave but it. But at because... the same time, if you consider that there is yeah. European influence in right. Mexico, and then you can't assume like every Mexican person has brown hair and brown eyes. It's not just right. Not quite how it works. Well, where... that's why, and that's the thing too. Is like now that I've grown up and like I've met Spanish people. Like a, mm -hmm. actually, a friend of mine, she has like these bright green eyes, and she's yeah. Spanish. But I was like, I, you know, you, you realize that actually makes sense for Don De La Vega and, mm -hmm. and, and Don Rafael to kind of look more European exactly, because that's yeah. what Spaniards are. They are European yeah. descent, and they just happen to have they happen to speak Spanish. It's really all yeah. it is. <laughs> just white guys that speak Spanish. That's really awesome. And I actually, I saw, of all things, uh, I'm always referencing TikTok because I spent way too much time on it. But Hilarious. there's three uh, guys there. One is from Mexico, one is from Colombia, and one is from Spain. And they uh, all speak Spanish, but the Spanish between those three countries is very, very different. And so mm -hmm. they'll say a word in, you know, each respective mm -hmm. thing. And sometimes there's similarities. Actually, so more often than not, there's similarities between the Mexican and Colombian Spanish, mm -hmm. and then the European Spanish is very, very different yeah. too. It's really interesting. Well, that's like, I mean, it's like us, you know, like somebody from Texas speaks English. Right. Not the same way that somebody from England speaks English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So like that's so that like it Spain is like the England of Spanish. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, you got like 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 Colombia or or, or something like yeah. that. That's like that's like our south. That's like their south. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like the that's like the Texas of Spaniards. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it is funny that a guy from Spain is playing basically a Mexican hero. Yeah, uh, Antonio Banderas is yeah. hero, but um, I mean, but at least they did that part right. At least they didn't have like a white guy come in with a yeah. tan and like. You know, no yeah. accent being Zorro. At least they got somebody who already had, you know, like, they, well, they, hey there, I'm Zorro. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> somebody from my, <laughs> someone from, or, I'm from the Midwest. Oh, hell no. I, 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 I'm Zorro. Oh, gee. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. They really crack a dent on you here. They're, All right. Hang on. Shooting. Oh, geez. They got swords. Oh, hang no. on. Let me, uh, let me set you guys free here. Hang on one sec. Whoop, whoop, just trying to squeeze by. <laughs> just got to get on my, uh, trusty <laughs> just squeeze by you here real quick. <laughs> Actually, now I want to see that. I want to <laughs> see. I want to see somebody from Fargo being Zorro. That's where I want to see Midwestern Zorro. <laughs> yeah, with that, they have to have that accent. You have like a have a, like a Minnesota or a Chicago accent. Yeah. I want to see like a, like a deep deep Chicago accent. Be like, get oh yeah, them, I'm Zorro. Get them nasal A's. That's what I have from Michigan. I hide it most of the time, but it comes oh, out. Oh man, I would, that would be a whole other movie. That'd be like, a, like if the guys from South Park did. So, <laughs> like that's what that would be like, just trolling the world. Yeah. Oh, but you know that movie couldn't be made because people would be way too sensitive. Like, ah, oh, you're disrespecting the culture, and it's like, ah, wait, well, he's a fictional. Well, the intro. I looked up the history of Zorro, mm -hmm. and he is a fictional character written by a pulp author who okay. happened to be white. Just pointing that up. 
no joke. Uh, that guy's name was hey, like Spanish white or white white. Uh, I'm pretty sure white white Johnston McCulley. Ooh, that sounds Irish. That yeah, I was like, that sounds like white people. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, white. That's Caucasian. And, and in the now, admittedly, I only had the Wikipedia article to work with. I did not do a deep dive on him. No, it does not specify if he has any Spanish heritage or Mexican mm. heritage at all. Um, he uh, is from Illinois. <laughs> so, you know, not maybe, saying it's impossible. Maybe, maybe he's like a, like a tenth spin. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's probably a little bit in there. It's not that you can't Right. right outside your your sure. wheelhouse it's just I mean, make sure you're being respectful if you do it's, it's like i mean listen the, the, the guy who wrote the three musketeers is a black man and none right. of them were ever musketeers so like hey yeah. you knew something <laughs> yeah so you know just, <laughs> if you're gonna like i said if you're gonna be outside your wheelhouse just you know, make sure you're being do respectful. your research yeah just do, do your research, research and be respectful that's what's um up. that's true be respectful that part he uh wrote a lot of pulp novels and um you know <laughs> Zorro is sort of like one of the first, you know, fictional Mac masked vigilantes. I can't talk. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't talk so good. Um, <laughs> no words, no good. He uh, also did one called The Crimson Clown. There's the spider, who's, I guess, a villain. Somebody called Blackstar, uh, who's a criminal mastermind. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he did all these pulp, you know, novels mm. and stories. And the first one, uh, the first Zorro book is called The Curse of Capistrano. Ooh, I, that sounds good. It does sound good. And so, <laughs> that sounds badass. <laughs> uh, uh, so that was in, written in 1919. And then uh, the first Zorro movie is a year later with Douglas mm. Fairbanks. And I think that one is just called The Mark of Zorro. Yeah, The Mark of Zorro. I haven't seen that one. We probably should I haven't watch either. It. I feel like that might be a good uh, good Western. I like Westerns anyway. And it's like Zorro's like, you know, the, the, even the yeah. TV show is like very old school Western. So I love that shit. That's my that's my jam yeah. all day. I used well, to watch Doug, that. Douglas oh. Fair, Fairbanks is known for all the swashbuckling <coughs> stuff. I mm. like, you know, swinging from ropes and yeah, yeah, yeah. laughing and land, landing and laughing. But it's silent. It's silent, those early movies. So. Yeah, that's interesting too. But then the trivia I was reading about this was the guy who was training Antonio Banderas and everybody else on the film also trained Errol Flynn for all his Robin Hood movies and things like that. Ah. And so that's where we get a lot of the like same kind of action that I yeah. really enjoy. Um, and the I guess this this trainer said Antonio Banderas is this like the best he's worked with since Errol Flynn. So that's a high, oh, that's high compliment. It's actually really realistic. And it's, I mean, obviously there's, you know, when he's fighting, you know, 20 guys at once, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably take, you probably take on like two or three guys if you're a good skilled swordsman in real life. But yeah. like, you're not taking on 10. But just the moves that he was doing, like during the training when uh, Anthony Hopkins was like calling out numbers, like now that I've done like stage combat training, I'm like, oh shit, like that's- Oh, really? Numbers. Okay. Yeah, like the pair, like he was like, uh, one, two, four, like those are actually parrying. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. So, cause like in fencing or in, in saber fighting, you're broke. They basically break the body down into four sections. Okay. And, so you're and each one of them has, you know, vital organs within the four sections. Right. So like your attacks that you call out the numbers and or your blocks and stances are all broken down into, so it's like, it's like one, two, three, four, five, mm. and six. And so he, when he was calling out those numbers, that 
to Perry and he was doing it. Those are actual stances. And uh, surprising, and I used to think that like, you know, you see the, you know, they're all standing off flowery with their hand mm-hmm. on their back and you're like, that don't do shit. Actually, the hand on the back, on the lower uh, back is a balancing. Okay, it, yeah. It looks pretty, but it's also a balancing thing uh, for your stance because you're fighting with one arm. It's also to, because um, you're standing, you're not standing right in front of somebody, you're standing mm-hmm. side, so it makes less of a target. It so protects that kind yeah. of side of your body. Exactly, like it protects that side of your body and also uh, it keeps you from being like getting that arm injured in case this yeah. your fighting one does, you can, switch you can switch and continue to defend yourself or at least pull out your dagger to defend yourself. <laughs> so they, they, uh, they did pretty well as far as a, a, a big action movie with sword fighting and keeping it within a real uh, realm of actuality. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you know what, I, I was, I mean, like, I, these are one of those movies that, um, you know, we all believe, I mean, there's no such thing as perfect, but I think that, like, as far as this movie's casting went, I think oh, yeah. it was, like, they, they found all the right, like, they found all the best people to do this role. Mm-hmm. Like, when I watch a movie like this, like I said, very few in between, but like, sometimes you watch a movie, you're like, oh, I can see such and such actor being this or such yeah. an actress doing that. Like, this movie is, like, nope. Everybody who got the role they got should have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Banderas is hilarious in this movie. He, oh, I kept writing down how funny he was. He's so I funny. I loved it. He's so freaking funny. Highly he's underrated so comedic actor. Highly underrated yeah, comedic Yeah, he's actor. really he's good. so good at, at comedy timing. It's so good. I was going to say timing. He's so good at like the hel- head tilts at right the right moment or like delivering the line it's just he's really really good and i was like yeah. he's like so funny and charming i get why everybody is like so so into him at the time and now oh so yeah funny. oh 1998 antonio was the man he was Tops. like he got i think he got like a uh, uh, uh sexiest man alive probably magazine yeah. like twice or something like that which is, <laughs> yeah. not back to back but it was like within a few years of each <laughs> other this is like height of, yeah. i don't think anybody's done consecutive i don't think anybody's done i, don't I may think be wrong so either i don't think anybody's gotten consecutive uh, uh sexiest man alive awards but he uh he he got a he got a couple of them, i think i'm pretty sure he got that yeah. magazine at least at least twice and, and this was like height of Antonio Banderas. This is when, especially after this movie. Oh, oh yeah. man. Even the girls, like, I mean, 1998, you know, girls at school were even talking about it. I'm like, of course, they don't know what they were really saying, but like mm-hmm. every every girl from like kids to adults was like Antonio. <laughs> Ladies love man. Antonio. <laughs> that's like, like that's what they wanted to come home to every night. Every veteran had to be Antonio. <laughs> and, it, and yes, he's very attractive, but like humor works on me real well. So like he's funny and that's a huge, huge thing yeah. too. Like all the bit, the whole bit trying to steal the horse was like fucking hilarious. It was like so good. Yeah, like, it's just like effortlessly charming, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like even in the scene where he's like, uh, where he, you know, they, they come into the party, he's like faking oh, yeah. like he's a proper Spaniard yeah. from a high class. Mm-hmm. Even in that. Like, okay, yes, the idea that he's supposed to be charming and, like, get to, you know, get into uh, Don Raphael's good graces, like, immediately. But, like, the thing about it is, like, usually when you see a scene like that, you kind of question, it's like, okay, you just go along with it. How are they hiding that part of their personality? Well, not so much that. It's just, like, 
Well, that part too, actually, I take that back. But like, it's not even so much that. It's just like, you know, like you sometimes you watch a movie like that where the guy pretends to be something else to like get into good graces and you kind of go along with it because like, this is the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And like, this is how mm-hmm. we get to, you know, to the end. So you go yeah. with it. But like, in his case, I was like, man, he's killing it. Because <laughs> 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 like, here's the thing. This dude is he like, because he comes in and he tells Don Raphael, he's like, I am... You know, like he's basically like, I'm friends with the queen, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I can help you get in good graces with her. And then he's so charming, he brings him into the secret meeting where he's trying to betray the queen. But yeah, you just met this guy. He just told you, I'm, friend, I'm direct friends with her. Like, if I told on you, you could go to jail or be tur- yeah. tortured to death. Mm-hmm. And he's still so damn charming that Don Rafael forgets all that and still brings <laughs> yeah. him into the meeting. <laughs> Also, he does, he makes that rose appear, and I love close-up magic, so boom, <laughs> sold. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because, like, I'm picturing, like, you know, 12-year-old Elizabeth just being like, <gasps> Fucking adult Elizabeth sitting on your bed was like, oh yeah, you made a rose appear. God, I love that shit. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. In, it's my favorite thing in the world. Whenever people, I mean, oh magicians, yeah. I'm like, yeah, magicians suck. I fucking love stage magic. I oh my god, too. I don't know when it it's became favorite. so cool to hate magic, but like, I don't either. I it's, love it. Fucking delightful. It's so cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's, like I was like close-up magic has always been. I've always been a little bit uh, uh, jealous of people that could do that oh, because know, like yeah. it's such a good party trick. It's it, yeah. and it's, uh, example in the movie, bust out the rose panty dropper move. Panty dropper. It's great. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, he didn't do nothing crazy. He was like he would. He didn't bring out a deck of cards. It was like yeah. pick one and all that shit. Like just a little bow. Little. I little just quick. I didn't know where that flower was before, and suddenly he had a flower, and I was like, hell yeah, I love it. That's the kind yeah. of close-up magic I like. I, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, like as far, I like stage magic too. Don't get me wrong; that right. was like my jam. But like, you know, close-up magic. I hate when people want to do card tricks. Like when you pull out a card, a, a hand of cards. I'm like, why do you you just walk around with that in case? Like I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but but making a rose appear real quick or something like that, yeah. I'm cool with. You know, make so, a coin disappear real quick. That's cool. Like yeah. do that at a party. Don't bring fucking cards to the party. <laughs> <laughs> trying to upstage me with your deck of cards yeah because like it's like it's like the guy who comes to the party with his guitar okay oh God, we yeah, did yeah, it yeah. you can play guitar like here's the thing i'm not a hater if you can play and you're good and you can sing cool but like this is a party if it was a, like an album release party and you were the artist cool have the guitar there maybe you're gonna do a live show but just random guy yeah. brought a guitar to the party so like you basically made it a point to try to take over the party that's what you're doing yeah. with your mm-hmm. guitar yeah. <laughs> is you make it a point to be the center of attention. And that's the same thing too with like fucking people who bring like uh, uh, like cards to do card tricks. You just <laughs> made it a point to try to be the center of attention. I yeah. hate it. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> when you do a little move like that when you're infiltrating a party right. with your mentor slash pretend butler, I'm all for it. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> so charming. That, charming. <laughs> that's Just cool. So good. And has, and that's the thing too. Like he was so damn charming. He dances with the guy's daughter, mm-hmm. which embarrasses him. And he still gets invited to the secret taking over the 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 country meeting. Yeah. Like, 
because you remember after that dance, which was so hot. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody said. That dance no. scene is sexy, sexy. tango. Everyone, <laughs> sexy tango time. I was. A, I, I don't know if I was more attracted to Catherine or Antonio in that scene. I don't know. I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dance scene. I'm like, I don't know who's sexier because. Oh, also too, um, their chemistry between yeah. each other, Catherine Zeta Jones and Antonio Banderas. I you couldn't convince me that they didn't want to or did not fuck i'm sorry this is the way they they were too damn hot together nobody is that hot together if they either didn't want to or did you know what i'm saying yeah because like even when they when they after the fight scene i don't know maybe uh, this is just because like i know but but i've always been told like if you got to do a kissing scene Mm -hmm. uh the polite professional way to do it is you always do closed mouth just on the lips Mm -hmm. and like you kind of make it look like you're making out but you never open mouth kiss right usually if you open mouth kiss there's on a production that's usually like some like it's like a kind of a way of letting somebody know that you're attracted to them Mm -hmm. and if you watch right after they have the sword fight scene Mm -hmm. before he kisses her and runs out immediately open mouth Ooh. They went straight I didn't in. That. I didn't catch they that. go straight in for the open mouth kiss. There was no like lips touching. It was just bow open in there. I'm like, they fucked, yo. <laughs> I mean, but it, was I he married? I was he married to Melody Griffith at the time? You're like Elizabeth. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did we not just have? Jada Pinkett Smith in an entanglement with August Alsina. They were ma- what, they were know? married in '98. That's all I'm saying. I listen. Okay, what and the same thing, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Angelina and, 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 yeah. and Brad were not married at that time, but they definitely got mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. And the evidence was there after, you know. Well, that sometimes movie came out. people just have good chemistry though. I don't. <laughs> You're like, not that good. Ah, not, <laughs> I because even that chemistry, like if you ever watched um like after Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot and, and Chris Pine's energy in in, in <laughs> interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they smashed. If not, they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. A, I'm not saying that Catherine Zeta and, and Antonio Banderas got down, but they wanted uh, to. But they, at the very least, they wanted to. Yeah. Because that chemistry was. I mean, as far as because like here's the thing, it's very rare that you see a scene that hot without nudity, and there was no nudity in these scenes, and it was still like. Oh shit! Whew, yeah, oh, my. <laughs> oh my! Don't you know? <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, it's getting steamy in here, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 my opinion, though. How do you feel? You think possibly? Think it's possible? Maybe. I I I I will say I think they wanted to but didn't. Okay. That's. But good. I feel like that's a lot of actor situations, like, mm. or maybe every actor's cheating on everybody all the time. I don't know. I don't want to put that on the profession <laughs> but it's it's not, it's not unheard of right yeah but it's an intense yeah it's intense no that and their sword fight was really fun mm-hmm. um i remember seeing the ads where the dress falls off yes. though, like all yes. the time yes. <laughs> they like played that non-stop maybe that's yes. what i remember i think my parents were like quit playing this commercial boring oh, oh yeah man because this was it was 1998 this is when you know movies had big 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 ad campaigns you yeah know, yeah you know had toys and and all the fast food restaurants and, mm-hmm. and you could buy collector's items at the fast food restaurants or like even had you know toys uh, uh, in like the stores and everything like there's a yeah. big campaign push so yeah i remember um seeing that campaign and that was always that scene where he you know 
Uh, you like cut yeah, her her shoulder piece off, and she's yeah. like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> and then like uh, or the scene where like she he finally undresses her and like pulls the hat away, and she's like, ah, yeah, and her and her hair is covering her yeah. uh, her, her boobies. Her, her boobies. <laughs> yeah. Although I did make a note when she first got off the boat, I was like, woof, those extensions are bad. <laughs> They're not. Were they trash? <laughs> They didn't look good. They didn't blend really well. They were noticeable. Because I knew she had like long hair at the time. Right. But also, yeah, but not like that long. And you like everybody's wearing extensions 90% of the time in Hollywood anyway. So uh, that's not that shocking, but these just did not look great. (laughs) They were noticeable. I mean, yeah, now that I'm thinking back on it, now I think about it, yeah. Her hair did look like no shit, like uh, uh, like a weave. Like you can tell, strag- yeah. Little, like little press hair action in there. <laughs> the, the real the real hair probably stops somewhere around the shoulder, uh-huh. and then they gotta get the fake hair though to get it back to like her mid back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, especially the scene where like he takes the hat away and she's like naked and that, yeah. that's covered. And I was like, oh yeah. You well, that, tell, yeah, that for sure. Is the real hair stops and then the yeah. extensions. Uh, uh, to cover the rest. I don't think any late or very few ladies hair is truly thick enough to hang in front of your boobs and keep it covered. There's, I mean, I know there's like a few, there's like a, a, a like a few Polynesian cultures where there's hair like that, but like, I don't think. uh, Few and far between. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) in America is probably rocking that. No. (laughs) Unless they grew up on like a hippie commune or something like that. Maybe. Um, His hair falls out when it decides to. You don't cut it. I've heard that before. <laughs> really? Oh, yes, I've heard, heard that before from somebody. They're like, hey, we don't cut our son's hair. It falls out when it wants to. Uh, yeah, I thought I think little okay. boys with long hair could be so cute. And it's fine. I'm just, I'm not saying you have to cut it. Yeah. Just, just that idea behind it. It's like, just say you didn't want to cut it. That's all. Like, yeah. don't make it a, oh, we just let it, let it do what it does. Like, stop it. <laughs> um, so oh, I want to talk about Anthony Hopkins again. Go for it, yes. Uh, in context, because um, he was 61 when this came out. Shut up. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Damn, how old is this man? Is he like 99? He is old? immortal. I think he is, because he literally looks basically the same as he did in this movie, which was over 20 years ago. Yeah, so I wrote Anthony Hopkins was Liam Neeson before Liam Neeson. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, he was though, but you could tell his age. Uh, you could. It's he doesn't always, move a lot. He doesn't move a lot, but you also tell his age. Um, it's like little things. <laughs> I noticed it because here's why. I didn't realize he was that old. I thought he was like in his like mid fifties, maybe or, mm-hmm. or early fifties. I didn't know he was sixty one. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can always tell uh, an actor's age by the 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 action that they do do themselves. Like yeah. uh, uh, when he infiltrated the the. Uh, the hacienda and mm-hmm. he like handed the tray to the guys and he was like hold this and he punches you can yeah. tell that was like a very old man punch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the same uh i don't know if you ever seen the irishman yes i was just gonna <laughs> say the irishman where they're like these men are in their 50s and they're sitting on a bed and then they go to get up and they're like Ugh, you know not that's the scene that that's also but the scene that i really saw it was like i almost felt bad and i was like oh no because mm-hmm. like you know, De Niro's up there in age. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a scene where he has to, like, beat up somebody. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, he's kicking them while they're on the ground. And he has that old man, like, balance yeah. <laughs> hand up. 
And I was like, oh no, the yeah. old now. That's right. That's, she's like 70 something. So it makes sense, but damn it. <laughs> well, the, the other interesting thing though in the trivia was he almost didn't do this because I guess he had a really bad back pain. I don't know what, mm. from, you know, from some previous injury or something. And okay. so he wasn't going to do it. And then he got some kind of like cool laser back surgery apparently and then felt great and was like, okay, sure, I'll be Zoro. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sure there's still a lot of stuntman yeah yeah in yeah, there no for, oh, for sure your 60 year old uh oscar-winning actor <laughs> that you're probably not gonna make climb I mean, out of a grave now i kind of take back what i said about the accent thing because if i was 61 i'd be like fuck y'all i ain't doing no accent i'm anthony <laughs> hopkins what's good like if you want me in your movie i'm gonna be me and you guys will shoot around it you figure yeah. the fuck out i'm not gonna do accents fuck that <laughs> it was like when i saw um <coughs> he's in the the wolfman movie with benicio del toro oh it's, yeah spoiler alert for that movie but don't worry about it um he all he's also a werewolf and so at the right. end they both turned to werewolves to fight and yeah. uh the movie was not good enough to keep me from not sitting there thinking at the end going they didn't make him like get in a <laughs> werewolf get up right i was like this man's in his like 70s at this point like, at this no point yeah, yeah 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 they probably like like they're doing a full face cast on a seventy something year old actor to make him look like a fun. No way. And so then I mean, I feel like the entire thing with, ending. That's all I could think of. Well, here's the thing with Hollywood, they'll fucking try. So you gotta set boundaries. Like you know, they probably came to oh, him. I'm and sure like, hey, he we have this costume for you. He was like, "Go fuck yourself." I'm. He's 70. like, "I was Hannibal fucking Lecter." Yeah. <laughs> you think you're gonna step to me yeah. and make me put on a fucking werewolf costume? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he know, you know, he straight up came to them. Was like, you see that computer? CGI, bitch, get that, out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me fucking, now. I'm not gonna sit in a chair for six hours to do like this Werewolf on camera for, like, just so <laughs> yeah. you do close ups and then CGI the rest. Yeah. You can CGI the whole fucking scene. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but he he did do so. He did you know some fighting. Although there's like two old dudes fighting at the end, basically when you really think about it, because I don't know how old the other actor is, but he I think Stuart Wilson was in his fifties as well. Probably in his fifties as well. Time. So yeah, yeah there. <laughs> it's old man fight. Yeah. I also wrote down Elena and my two dads. She lost two dads in one day. What a bummer. What a rough time that is. Here's the thing. And they killed each other. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> talk about needing therapy. My no, God. Elena, but that's but that's the crazy thing about like kids' feels or something like that. It's like truly she would have PTSD, but like the after the whole mining <clears throat> the mind debacle, the final scene, you just see her, she's just a happy mom. A year and later, she's stories like, to her little kids. It's like, what? Like you think she would be intensely afraid of like fatherhood because she watched the two two father figures in her life die right. in front of her basically. Uh, but it's also I feel like it's also too like, it, but it's fine. It it, it kind of is fine because for that time period there was no people didn't know about no PTSD. You just move the fuck on with your life. You lose two dads and you go and be a wife. That's what you do. Yep. <laughs> you don't you don't dwell on that. Just shit. keep on trucking. <laughs> Keep on tracking. Everything is yeah. fine. Well, that's no. well. They actually cover a little bit of that kind of situation in the next movie. So, oh yeah, oh. yeah. There's a, there's a the legend of Zorro, and they mm. have a son, and he's part of it. They. It's kind of like you ever seen um, the Mummy Returns. Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically that, but okay. Western with Zorro. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's good though. It's I mean, yeah. well, it's not as good as the first movie. It's not as fun. It's not as entertaining. But like, 
Is it maybe not worth an episode? <laughs> Probably. Nah, it ain't <laughs> yeah. worth, to me, it ain't worth. I mean, watch it on your own if you want to. That's, mm-hmm. So, audience at home, watch it, but we ain't going to cover it. It's We're not, not it's taking not as, that time. It's not, it's not as good. It's yeah. not as fun. It's, and, 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 and the thing is, too, because like even when this movie, there was still like kind of a, a maturity element to it. So, that kind of uh, uh, it makes the movie, at least to me, better to watch as an adult. The second movie is strictly for kids. They went straight to yeah. kids with that one. Like it's super cheesy, super corny. The action is like hella flimsy. Like yeah. you can tell that whomever made this movie, they were just Not, trying to no. collect a little money off the, yeah. the success of the last movie. That's really all it was. And there was a big gap between mm-hmm. Mask of Zora, Legend of Zora. There was like yeah. a several year gap, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting because you would think they would be like, let's crank out another one. And- they pro- I mean, you know how Hollywood is. They probably already had a script already ready to go. And, and yeah. but there's probably a bunch of people who didn't want to do it because they probably, like, you know, the execs came from yeah. a pie and it's like, hey, we got to make this more kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, if you got a director like Robert Riga saying, I want to make it gruesome, <laughs> and they're saying no, and they brought it to like a PG 13, now you're saying you want it to be PG? Yeah. Nobody want to fuck with that. You no, know what yeah. I'm that ain't fun. Um, PG movies are never fun. Well, Except for Pixar, but even Pixar, they 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 scrape the line. Some of their shit is pretty immature. It's, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, watched In and Out recently. <sighs> oh, Inside Out, yeah, yeah. Oh, Inside Out, man. Yeah, that's not uh, a kid movie. I don't that, care what you say. No, nope. not a kid. I was movie. a that grown a woman bawling <laughs> her eyes out in the theater. I was like, Bruh. life is so fucking hard. When the imaginary friend disappeared, oh, oh god, I died. I was like. I watched it on Christmas Day. I was like, what? Oh, no. I, watch it. I was talking to my friends like, why'd you make me watch it? <laughs> oh no, what a terrible Christmas Day choice. Oh God. I, it was counterbalanced. I was, you know, it was like Wonder Woman, then I watched Soul, then I watched In and Out. It was a good uh, balance. It was a good a really range of emotions. It was almost <laughs> cathartic. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, oh, but man. I was gonna say the maturity thing is interesting because yeah, in this. It takes a minute to get to Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. uh, who's you know your lead. You get all the backstory with uh, I keep I keep messing D, D, uh, Don De La Vega, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, you get like a whole arc with his situation before you oh, ever yeah. ever get to uh, Young Zorro there, yeah. uh, which is interesting because I feel like things get rushed now more mm-hmm. or like you, you don't get all or that you get that depth and some clunky exposition this was yeah. like Excuse me. this was i really enjoyed this i made this note too this was like very classical hollywood filmmaking with things are set up here and mm-hmm. paid off here mm-hmm. and um i actually i got in an argument with somebody one time because i said the same thing about the mummy and they're like, yeah, how is that classical Hollywood filmmaking? And I was like, I don't mean in the artistic, like high art yeah, yeah, breaking yeah, yeah. rules sense. I was like, right. this follows, you set up um, in Zorro, they, in Same Thing in the Mummy, they set up like a certain move somebody does or something like that. It comes back at the end. Like mm-hmm. in this, um, De La Vega, like pulls somebody aside, he pulls a rope or something in the beginning and like saves Antonio Banderas' character and his brother. Right. And then later in the movie, Antonio does the same thing for him. Yeah. Saves him from like a gunshot in the moment. So it's like all that, all those rhyming scenes mm-hmm. are classical Hollywood filmmaking. And like I said, things are set up and paid off. There's nothing like dangling, 
or yeah. like like oh i don't know what happened you know everybody's yeah. arc is paid off or the bad yeah. guys die which is as far as i can tell <clears throat> especially too for it being like a, a geared towards like a younger audience there's yeah. no real plot holes like everything exactly. yeah, gets yeah. wrapped up like even yeah. like there's a good and that's the thing too you're also uh like you were saying uh, earlier like we don't also don't ever get to see in movies or we rarely, excuse me, get to see it's like a good solid A and B story within mm-hmm. the same movie. Usually it's like the A stories where they put in the effort and the B story yeah. is kind of like, you don't really give a fuck about it at the end of the movie. But like this movie, you you care about how they wrap their, their yeah. like they both have enough stakes in, in both their stories to where you want to see them succeed. Yeah. And like both, you, don't, and, you don't care yeah. for one more than the other. You care about them equally. Like you want to see them both get their revenge. Yeah, both the Zoros have their revenge that they mm-hmm. want, and then those, you know, stories intersect nicely with like, well, you taught me to do revenge, seek revenge, but not this way, and now you're gonna do it the way you did, told me not to, right. and bringing it all together. And then, of course, he doesn't really follow through with his revenge. Sure, older Zoro. <laughs> right. Um, in the way he wanted and he comes through at the end to help at the gold mine to save everybody and everything yeah um, well you can yeah. see maturity in him like mm-hmm. i mean but that's the thing too you got to think about that the fact that he was able to hold himself back that like like that is kind of amazing because yeah. this has literally been on his mind for 20 goddamn years while yep. he was rotting in a prison and he still somehow managed to show restraint <laughs> I mean, with the help of his daughter a little bit, because like yeah. she did jump in the way and like kind of keep him from making that move. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he didn't just say like "fuck it" and go in and and just start murdering people is still pretty crazy to think about that. Because I'm I'm sorry if I spent 20 years thinking <laughs> about killing one person, I'm killing that person. Yeah, I, that's it. There's no nobody's gonna stop me. Nobody's gonna like hold me back. Nobody's gonna fucking uh, uh, tell mm-hmm. me I'm wrong or anything like. No, this motherfucker destroyed my literally destroyed my entire life, and that's all I had to think about while I was rotting in a cell for twenty years. Yeah, you don't get this work, <laughs> and <laughs> oh. in the worst way too, because like both these villains died pretty easily compared yeah. to what all the crimes that they had committed. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, the American general, uh, uh, Captain Love, or sorry, yeah, American captain, uh, Captain Love, he died way too simply for the fucked up shit he was yeah doing. for his really sadistic creepy yeah. like i keep trophies like a total fucking thing. serial like, killer Woo. this is supposed to be a kids movie this motherfucker is keeping heads in jars and drinking from them <laughs> yeah i okay i'm glad you confirmed that because yeah. that went by and i meant to kind of rewind it and be like wait did he say he drank out of those like he did Whew, that's crazy. Yeah, as soon as he put it on, on the desk, he t- he ha- he took us a a, a a a cup full and was drinking from it Blah. while he was talking to uh, Antonio Banderas's character. Yeah, motherfucker was. And that thing, you know, he was sick, right? Because I don't know if you caught this, but he was so sick. Even Don Raphael was kind of like, "God damn, bro!" Like, dude, like, yeah. like, you remember when they were talking about? Uh, he was like, you know, Santa Ana might be onto mm-hmm. us. He's like, "What should we do?" And he was like. You know, bury the mind, destroy all evidence. He was like, "What about the people?" He's like, "Leave nothing behind." And even Ron Raphael was kind of like, like, "Oh, well, goddamn, well, bro, you like, are you are you're evil." I mean, I'm evil, but you yeah. like evil, evil. <laughs> for, I will say, for all we talked about, like, oh, like Europeans versus like Latinx people being cast, yeah. genius to cast the whitest, blackest dude as the evil, oh, yeah. sadistic captain. Spot on choice. 
<laughs> yeah, that guy, he's a good actor too. He always plays uh, kind of a scumbag. There's another yeah. um, character he plays in that sh- in the show, Entourage. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. he's a scumbag. He basically like, <laughs> he basically implies to one of the characters in, uh, um, in the show that he is trying to and will fuck his girlfriend. Ooh. Yeah, like that's, he's... <laughs> Yeah, he's a, like, I don't know if this guy's a real asshole in real life. He's probably one of the nicest guys, but he can play an asshole. I looked at it briefly. He's from Michigan. <laughs> which is, which I, I always love seeing yeah. Michigan people get yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give him his flowers. No, but I, I, that's, <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is like his character was, for, like I said, for a kids' movie, yeah. pretty fucked up, pretty evil. Like, Cause when he slammed that jar down, I went, "Whoa!" Like I wasn't ready for like I that's that's not the vibe the movie had been putting out up until that point. I Dude, was like, he even, uh, was like fine. smiled when he killed people. Yeah. He was like, like when he shot a, a, a three finger Jack yeah. and from the air. He was like, huh, "It's the second time I shot him in in midair." <laughs> cool. Yeah, he was like way too calm, and <laughs> you're like, "Oh no, this guy's crazy." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, like he didn't care that he killed somebody. In his mind, he was like, "I'm a good shot. I caught him in midair again." Yeah. <laughs> I always catch him in midair. I'm shit. <laughs> yeah, dude was dude was yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even Raphael was kind of like, "God damn, bro!" Like, yeah. Take it easy. You like, like look, this bullshit too much. I'm trying to like basically start a small dictatorship yeah. on land that is not mine, but like, like you are taking it way too like, far. Yeah. It's like, listen, you can't just kill every. I need constituents. I need somebody. Like, Captain, somebody Love, got... Captain Love, you're at an 11. I'm going to need yeah. you back down to seven. Yo, first of all, Captain Love was at 15. He, was, yeah. <laughs> he passed 11 after the first time he met the Marietta brothers. Okay? Yeah, after yeah. That, he was at 15 the entire movie. Uh, which is so funny that like, and that's the thing too, I was thinking about, uh, so like uh, a person, like with this situation, like a person like him, the, you know what, here's, here's where you kind of uh, go out of fancy, uh, fantasy, excuse me, because like, you know, like you saw that like, at the party, he was like, uh, uh, Captain Love was trying to hit on Elena and like dance mm-hmm. with her, stuff like that. And you know, in real life, low key, that's probably the one that he, she would have to marry is Captain. Oh, Lee. have to, yeah. You know what I'm saying like she would have to. Like her yeah. dad be like, "Nope, he helped me do all this. Mm-hmm. And your hand, you're gonna marry him." Like that's what would yeah. truly happen. She wouldn't have ended up with you know the the young Zoro, the handsome thief. Nah. <laughs> like yeah, they might have danced together at the party or some shit like that. But like yeah. we know if it was real life. Captain Love would have got Yeah, yeah, because like up until real recently, marriages are all about, you know, securing lands and titles. Yeah, securing lands, titles, uh, um, deals uh, um, in some yeah. cases. Yeah, like alliances and shit. Well, like yeah, alliances. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's really all it was about. Like, who, what guy has the most land here, most land? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because even that thing too, because like, even though he came in and pretended to be a fancy guy at the end of the day, he would, if they had gotten married and he was still alive, he would have had to show for it and he didn't really have any money yeah because <laughs> Della vega's money was taken when his whole oh yeah yeah i was like so, well vega. but didn't they end up at the end they were in Della vega's house right like i guess they maybe rebuilt it like oh right because it would have burned down yeah in the beginning okay well, at least, like, yeah burn, i mean it was made of stone so maybe like the foundation but yeah you know you got you still got to clean up and right build that that's the only thing i think it's like they probably came in you know brush some walls down put in some new furniture and call yeah <laughs> give it the old deep clean yeah because <laughs> back then was made of most of it the foundation was stone so like yeah 
you know, and nobody's going to go out there like take it all the way down. Yeah. So it's probably just left there up on the hill, burnt. <laughs> Nobody gave a fuck about it for 20 years. And he's like, cool. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't imagine that it's, you know, they had to go around looking for the deed or anything. Like that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Nobody gave a fuck. They're like, oh, you want this burnt up house on the hill? Cool. Plus, did she theoretically probably inherit Yeah. when her both dads died? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Don Rafael and and uh, Don uh, yeah. his money. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're they're probably good. They're probably money wise. Um, yeah. No, the uh, it's all the all the all the stunt scenes and stuff too are great. And I made a note because towards the end, when in all the mine action, there's mm-hmm. a moment where he's like sliding down a hill on a shovel, and it looks like he's snowboarding. I'm like, is that because snowboarding was like taking off? <laughs> At that time, well, well, that it was like a good. Uh, there was a um, what was that? You ever seen that movie Johnny Tsunami? Yeah, well, no, was, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that movie was really popular. Like, yeah, because this is. I think snowboarding. This is like the like beginning snow, of all the those extreme sports was was popular yeah. around this time, like snowboarding, inline skating, skateboarding, yeah. all that shit. Because remember, uh, I don't know if you ever watched that show. Remember Rocket Power was a huge show. Right, this time. I didn't watch it, but. Well, it's I asked too because my uh, friend down the street mm-hmm. growing up, he is now a professional snowboarder. He like, ah. has competed in the Olympics, done X Games stuff, has like a whole literal career out of being a professional That's snowboarder. Cool. <laughs> That's cool as fuck. Meanwhile, yeah, I, think... I tried to use their quarter pipe and got real scared and just <laughs> ended up sliding down on my butt and oh. was not... Uh, not athletically gifted that way. <laughs> uh, I was always good on inline skates, but when it came to skateboards, nah, I didn't take a chance. Yeah. I was way more scared. Like I would try tricks and, and shit like that when I was inline skating, but somebody threw a board on the bay. I'm doing the basic, I can stay on it yeah. move. That's, I'm he not to he and his brother were away into skateboarding and stuff and very kindly tried to teach me to ollie at the time. <laughs> and I just, I didn't get it and was not good at it. So yeah, I stuck to my roller blades, what up? I think that's why like uh I mean I don't know if that had anything to influence that scene which I feel like it had I I feel like some executive was like my kid loves snowboarding put it in (laughs) sir it's taking place in California in like the desert I don't care figure Figure it out out. (laughs) well if you looked closely and they're like all right Antonio hop on this fucking shovel right he's probably like like you know, he came in that day, and they're like, uh, "We got to shovel, shovel day." And he was like, "Shovel scene." He's like, "Yeah, we, we got to have you slide down a a, a shovel." The, a thing outside of mine. Right. It'll, work, it'll come together in the end. They tried to put a little reality to it, like he just put it on his feet, and then he was holding the rope, and yeah. It, but you can. There's the moves think, are there. <laughs> right. That's yeah. So like they tried to make it look real at least. Yeah. But you could tell it wasn't like even um, I don't know if you caught it, but like towards the end of the slide, you can literally see straps on the boots. From oh, no, I missed it. He, no. he was strapped to the, the, yeah. the shovel because I mean, the way he was moving his legs as he's yeah. going down the hill. Very if he, if he just went straight down, like just holding yeah. it and just like straight would have been more reliable. But he was like weaving like he was. Yeah, skiing. exactly. That's, That's why it caught my eye because I was like, oh, That's where they lost it. It's like, dude, you're yeah. so close. You had the mechanics. And then you fucked it up trying to make it look cool. <laughs> but I also read he did like as many of his own stunts as possible, which is always cool. I can see that because there was um, there was only a few. The only time I really didn't see his 
face mm -hmm. was like, I think I saw it three times. One, surprisingly, uh, during the dance scene uh, between him and Catherine Zeta. Oh, Jones, yeah. At the beginning when they're doing like the crane shot, the overhead, mm -hmm. neither one of them are dancing. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I was watching yeah. that and there's a lot of cuts in that. And I was like, yeah, mm, they have chemistry, but are they? I know she went on to do Chicago and everything, but she also mm -hmm. it, she like admitted to training her ass off to do I'm that. I'm sure they learned the whole dance and they probably yeah. shot it, shot it with them doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like anything I know fancy. This is the, the, the initial like when they first started the dance and the, it was the overhead shot yeah. it wasn't Antonio or Catherine in that <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a uh when he was fighting the henchman like the, the the night he was trying to steal the horse yeah yeah fighting the henchman uh there was a couple little shots of him where you can tell it was the sunk guy and then in the last scene when he's escaping the hacienda mm -hmm. to get out there was a couple of shots of him. You could tell it was the yeah. uh, when he got up on the table and was doing the fighting. Mm -hmm. That was the stunt man. But for the most part, it was mostly Antonio. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. yeah, it was, and that's I mean respect. That was like yeah. you know before Tom Cruise was out here doing all his stunts like a crazy man. Tom Cruise, if I can't die doing it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the life he's living. Yeah. <laughs> Which God also help respect you. to him because he's like in his late fifties and he's yeah he's. So... I mean, even Jackie Chan is like, "Hey, chill, bro. You don't gotta, <laughs> you don't gotta do that no more. You got people that'll do that for you." Like, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan stopped doing that shit when he turned like uh like forty five fifty. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna do like two stunts. Y'all can handle the rest of that shit." I, I'm not he's like, "Please, I've broken so much in my body. I oh, have to man. stop." He's. I think he's broken just about everybody. Literally everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my dude though. I still fucks with Jackie Chan. <laughs> I broke my arm falling off a horse and I was like, oh my God, never again. Right. <laughs> and you know, he, and that's the thing too, because Jackie Chan was crazy. He would break his arm, come back the next day in a cast, like, hey, just paint over it, make it look like a jacket. I'm gonna yeah. ride the horse again. Like that's <laughs> that's an insane dude. Like he did that, he actually he did that for like one of his early movies. He like broke his ankle. They put uh -huh. a cast on it, they put like a fake rubber uh boot on his really? foot to make it look like a shoe and then mm -hmm. just put the pants over it. He like did the stunt That's the next wild. day. He's oh fucking crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, okay. So mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Uh, okay. Always had a problem with this, even as a kid. Mm -hmm. Antonio Banderas, mm -hmm. his brother and his uh, partner, uh, Three Finger Jack, the bandits. Mm -hmm. You telling me that he didn't pick up any fighting skills while being a bandit? I like even enough to get just like parry and get away, just like a little bit. Swords are expensive. You think, okay. <laughs> First of all, they robbed payloads, so they had the money. Secondly, everybody was rocking swords back then, basically. But not, they ran you know, out the of peasants. money all the time. So not the peasants, but like you tell me he couldn't have knocked out a, a soldier once at a time or something like that and got a weapon from him. Or like well, I traded some gold or silver for a weapon like that that just I, th be I think he had fighting skills in the sense of like inelegant scrapping and brawling yeah that yeah but as like an actual like sword fighter like properly matched with another sword fighter guy who would have all this training like the captain love or don rafael or you know even zorro who have all these years of training or whatever um no i don't think you no, picked yeah. up those skills yeah yeah, yeah no 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 I, i'm with that like the proper training i'm with mm -hmm. that but like 
he didn't like when they so when they had a little whimsical scene of like him trying to fight Anthony Hopkins while yeah, he's pretending yeah. to be hollow. No, that's always that like you're not good enough to fight him. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. Like he didn't stand any chance. Like I know he was drunk and shit like that, but like, bruh, you didn't get one hit. Like even yeah, this like man half your age isn't like. Yeah, but I think I think he was drunk. I think they were just really hammering home that he was drunk and not. Uh, I don't know because even because you know we were talking uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Even mm-hmm. the lowest pirate on the ship got skills. <laughs> they got score fighting skills. You know what I'm saying? Like they can at least take that. Like whenever the British, you know, the British officers always yeah, like yeah. attack their boats, they can at least kill one or two British officers before they get shot or or stabbed by somebody else. Like, so you tell me the lowest person on a ship can has more skills than a bandit who's been around for many years? I mean, I'm assuming he's at least in his mid twenties at this point. So I'm assuming right. he's probably been abandoned for most of his teens. You didn't pick up a little bit of sword skills just by accident. I mean, hell, I've learned karate by accident. <laughs> How do you learn karate <laughs> by watch, accident? You watch enough kung fu movies, you're gonna learn something, at least a block That's or not something. real. That's like all moves for camera. Yes, but I'm saying some of, I mean, it's based in reality. You at least learn how to block yeah. a punch. By accident, I mean, you know, you're like, this like is, I've watched this all of Cobra, I've watched all of Cobra Kai, and I'm like, I want to do karate now. <laughs> um. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, like, I just don't believe that he would have that low level of skills, even as a brawler. Like, you can, I mean, even as a brawler, if you get to fight somebody with some skill, you can hit them by accident. Were they more into guns though? Was that more their thing? Because the brother had the gun that he killed himself with, right? <laughs> uh, which was rough. Um, <laughs> But um, Again, which reminds me, yeah, I was like, whoa, that's intense. Um, oh yeah, you weren't ready for that one. I wasn't ready for that either, because again, like the most of the vibe of the movie is like, look at him running around trying to get on that horse. Oh, so fun! Right. And then it's like, <laughs> boom, yeah, like boom in the chest, and then like I keep your brother's head in a fucking jar. Here also, it is. <laughs> also, too, that's another thing too. Like this is a kids movie. Not only is it a suicide, he watched him yeah, he watched commit the suicide. Yeah. Like he saw it. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's why we like, go back to what we were saying earlier. Like the A and B story both had high stakes. Cause like, yeah. you know, his family, his daughter and his wife was killed and all his, you know, life yeah. got taken away. And then Antonio Banderas like saw had this like basically watch his brother kill himself to not be taken by this psychopath that's wearing yeah. captain's colors. <laughs> like, this is intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh no. Well, I well, I was just I was thinking to answer your skill question. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, this doesn't answer your skill question because I was like, yeah, like in Pirates of the Caribbean when Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp fight for the first time, I was like, oh right, Orlando Bloom is good because he practiced all the time when he made all the swords. And but I I th- I think I feel like. Antonio Banderas' character and the brother relied more on guns. Yeah. And then maybe. I which I thought was interesting at the end when he faces off with Captain Love, Captain Love throws down his gun is like, yeah, let's sword fight. I'm like, whoa, just, I guess you really are into like the thrill of like the like psycho kill. Cause I'm like, I feel like you would have just shot him. I don't know. Nah, that wouldn't have been good enough for him. Yeah. Because remember, like, I mean, listen, this guy puts heads in jars. Yeah, he's you all about he's gonna the just theatrics. shoot him. That's, yeah, yeah, that's way too. He would. I mean, if it was up to Captain Love, I'm pretty sure he would have like 
if he was gonna kill him, he would probably like want to do it slowly, like let the sword right. slide in like, ah, slowly. Yeah. yeah, like while looking at him in the eye, just like, like making direct eye contact. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's his that's his game. He's not he's not about yeah. shooting in the head type shit. Because even the two interactions where they had with him before the final fight, you know, when he was Zoro, he never like ordered his man to shoot. He was mm-hmm. always like holding him back or like putting their gun, like, yeah. he, you know, put a hand on their guns to bring it down. Like he's, he wanted to, I mean, if it came down to it, if like, I'm pretty sure if Zoro would have threw down his sword and said, let's go barehanded, he probably would have been game. Yeah. He's, he was, that guy was, that guy had issues. <laughs> I, I would love to see like a, like a, a, a spinoff movie of just about his life. Cause I wonder what happened to him to make him that fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like I get it, he's the crazy American, whatever, but like white men Jesus, are nuts, dude. man. That's all there is to it. White men are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude, did you ever pick up masturbation? Why are you <laughs> sometimes there is no answers? <laughs> white men are nuts. Yeah. Oh, I did have a I also had a problem with um not a problem with, but just a slight thing. So the brother kills himself. Mm-hmm. And then he chops off the head, and then you see the necklace that Zoro gave them when they were kids fly yeah. off. And then Antonio Banderas comes back later and picks it up. I just have a little bit, like now that I'm older, I have a suspension, of, like I have to. Your suspension, my suspension of disbelief. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's pure silver. If I'm a soldier, I'm picking that shit up. <laughs> All right, like listen, this is this is the time way before the Geneva yeah. Convention, okay? Because like. I, even in Iraq, I've seen soldiers like take little trinkets, okay, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that they, you know, just wanted to have for later. And then technically they weren't supposed to do that because it's mm-hmm. considered a war trophy. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. This is 1820s. You're a soldier probably in, in basically what is Mexico, probably ain't making no kind of money. I would have reached down and been like, well, he ain't going to use this. <laughs> Doesn't even have a head. What is, you know, because like the captain didn't care. He just like put the head in a bag. Like he didn't. Did it fly off though? And no one saw where it went. Maybe was nah. where we're supposed to go with. Nah, it didn't. Because even when it felt like when they showed the close up of it, like falling off, it yeah. didn't like get buried by the sand. It was. It was a. It was a shiny silver with a big ass ruby yeah. in the middle of it, like necklace. Because remember too, when he goes later and he's at the bar, right? He's gonna pawn it. Yeah, and he's like, "What about this?" Money. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's silver." Yeah, like he, his face lights up. So you telling me a soldier who ain't making no bread? Didn't see that necklace and was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and put this in the old <laughs> satchel. Nobody's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were um, like all freaked out by Captain Love and they're like, dude, let's just go. <laughs> Bruh, at least the guy, because like, remember, he after he killed him and then mm-hmm. cut his head off, he was like, he got back on the horse, was like, put the head in the bag. Like, you tell me the guy who put the head in the bag didn't at least think about. <laughs> like if I gotta put a dead head, if I gotta put somebody's Maybe, head in but, the bag, I'm still in the silver. I gotta. I but if you steal it and then your psycho captain catches you with it, then you're probably facing like a worse consequence than. I don't you, think so. He, he killed the guy with no remorse, chopped his head off like it was, you know. That's what I'm saying though. If you're like the, the soldier who's like, I got the head in the bag, like, oh, that necklace is there. I'm like, oh, but if he catches me with that, he's gonna like skin me and like make me watch at the same time somehow and like make my family watch i don't fuck it i'm not taking that thing fuck it ah that's a good point yeah that is a good point that's true because like even though you know he wouldn't care but like i feel like 
this guy just needs any excuse. Yeah. To do some you sneeze, you sneeze around him wrong, and he's right. Like, or just sneeze in his direction. Yeah. Right. Just like, oh, you sneeze on me, you get to die. Yeah. That's Time true. to that's die. Why, that's a good point. Time to get <laughs> buried alive in a mine. <laughs> a good point. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. fear, fear is definitely a motivator not to do uh, any kind of wrongdoings. And uh, that guy seems like he needed the smallest excuse. Yeah. <laughs> like if you showed up late to formation, he's like, ah, oh, you get to be executed. Sorry. He's like, noted for later. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like that dude was like that's the thing. When you out villain the villain, yeah, you doing something because he out villain the villain. He was he was bad. Now I get it now. Okay, I'll take that back because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, also here's my um. I have some, uh this line which is I thought was funny. Um. They get so when they at the towards the end of the movie when when um De La Vega and, and Don Rafael like meet for the first time mm-hmm. after he realizes that you know he's who he is. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I've been thinking about this day for 20 years. And he's like, Oh, I haven't given you a second thought. It's like, you sure about that guy? <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure you came to the prison that he was in yeah. 20 years later to see if he was still alive. So you at least gave him. A second thought. <laughs> He's just lying, just lying in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But I was like, but you gave him a second thought because you came in. Because I was wondering, I was wondering, like, is this an annual trip or he was just coming since he was like just coming back to California? He just wanted to check and see if he was alive. That's a good question. You know, know what I mean? Because yeah, like yeah. they don't really specify if he's doing this all the time. And then like right after he visits the prison, that's when they show up on the shores of California. Yeah. So it's like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, was he just checking in on him? Like, <laughs> hey, old friend, remember when I killed your wife? Sorry. <laughs> I killed your wife and stole your child, um, then fucked off to Spain for 20 years. Right. Just checking in. How you doing? You, yeah. you alive? Are you dead? How you feeling? Okay. okay. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, too, is like him saying that. It's like, um, you know, he was there in the prison when you came by to visit him. So it's kind of hard to say that you get you didn't give him a second thought when you were clearly thinking about him when you came to see if he was dead or alive. Yeah. <laughs> he was on your mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you had, yeah, some, you had some fear of maybe if he was still alive, there's a chance he could come back and fuck with your shit. Yeah. Nah, yeah that's man. all intimidation and whatnot. Um, oh, I did like in the prison though, when we got the I am Spartacus moment with everybody yelling, I am Zorro. Oh, uh, it's like a good I am Spartacus moment. I'm here for it. <laughs> Always makes me smile. Yeah, I, I when I when I watch that scene, it's always like uh, to me. It reminds me. I mean, you know, you've seen many of scenes like that. It's always in mm-hmm. prison, but also it reminded me of. Um, you ever seen that movie Life with Eddie Murphy no. and Martin Lawrence? There's a scene like that. So it's set in the '40s, and mm-hmm. they get sent to a prison, and like one of the prison inmates, like the warden, lives on the property, and one of the prisoners gets into a relationship with this white woman and they end up having a kid and so the warden like brings the baby out and tries to like compare faces and all the men step up like i'm the dad i'm the dad oh. i'm the dad and then, like you know the warden just gets pissed off and runs away and everybody's cheering yeah. and shit like that I'm like <laughs> yeah we've seen that before <laughs> but it's fine it's whatever you know yeah. it got it, it's it's just another stepping stone to get to like the next movie you know what i mean like i guess yeah. it's to show that like you know he didn't keep to himself while he's in prison. He obviously made friends. 
Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm assuming they wouldn't have stepped up that hard for him if they didn't know that he was Zoro. So I'm assuming that they knew that he yeah. was Zoro. Because as far as they're concerned, Zoro's like the good guy. And yeah, he yeah. Is, he's man of, he's the man of the people. Yeah. You know, trying to keep the people from being screwed over. Yeah, Robin Hood type because he's secretly, you know, well, mm-hmm. yeah, because Robin Hood was like a lord, you know, so he's, he's but he's doing it for the people. Right. So he's like, man, the people can fucked over pretty hard. I'm here to help. Right, right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote down that I think Zoro's superpower is luck. Blind luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, isn't every like action about, hero's superpower yeah, luck? Especially Western uh, action hero, because like, yeah. these, none of the soldiers could. It, that, that always upsets me. About, like, Star Wars is different because like that's kind of been the 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 funny things. Like stormtroopers can't aim. Like they've yeah. like they have to keep doing that because people love that about Star Wars. But like, it always pissed me off because like when you see like a military movie or people who are like they like like they. Like if you're not the main character, somehow even though you have all this training, you're terrible at being a soldier. <laughs> like it's calm. nobody can aim, nobody can hit, nobody knows how to look down their sights. I'm like, dude, the <laughs> lowest person in the Marine Corps can at least take down a target or two. Like that ain't, you know, like not only special. It's not like it's just special forces that can hit their target. Because if that were yeah. the case, America would fall behind in a lot of wars. <laughs> like we wouldn't be. It's called superpower. It's called plot armor, and that is that is, and I'm not, I am not create, I'm not the originator of that term, term mm-hmm. at all. But it's what everybody, it's what it is when you you can't kill your main character, even though every you know. And, and I don't want, I didn't want situation would indicate. Well, actually, yeah. that's a bad. You're right. That's bad. Uh, not accurate because plot armor especially applies to like more sprawling epics where there's like a lot of characters and like mm. a theoretically a character probably should have been killed by a certain point but they're still around like everyone uh was making fun of game of thrones with Jon snow where like oh, yeah. he he dies in whichever season but then he comes back to life or whatever yeah and then like it's just unkillable from there on out Pretty even much. though like yeah once well, you were like especially yeah. for a show that was like not realistic obviously by right. any stretch but like yeah. sort of going for a sense of realism Some reality yeah with the brutality of everything for him to like constantly after survive. he came back from the dead he didn't even get so much as a cut in a battle like <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was just like get off me i'm invincible <laughs> but yeah i feel like every action you know that's uh that's not why i don't always go to action movies or don't mm-hmm. necessarily get into them but like yeah of course they're not gonna get hit I, i'm trying to think of I mean, probably Die Hard's maybe the closest to where like he isn't so lucky and like oh bad, yeah, you know, bad shit keeps happening, but he like yeah. does not immediately bounce back from it. Well, he gets he gets. I mean, even in Die Hard, that's probably one of the better movies where they don't do that. Yeah, um, for that, that's a great point that you brought up because like yeah, he's walking around with, like bloody feet and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, he gets he gets pretty beat up during that entire movie, yeah, but there are a few points where like. You know he's getting shot at by bad guys and like somehow they don't hit him, yeah. like, even a ricochet because like he was like running between two metal fucking towers and like a ricochet yeah. get you bro they're shooting a machine gun at you but for the most part they no do. you can't you can't hurt your heroes just yeah not what you well do. even that's what I'm saying like even not even the shooting scenes like uh when he's when they when he's going to to try to steal the horse and he ends up like you know the horse runs him into the 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 the, the I guess 
the break room of the guard. Yeah, yeah, whatever that thing was. <laughs> they, they were just like playing cards. Really clear on like, what that building I'm, was. I'm gonna say the, the break room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he runs in there, like he just gets lucky. Like literally, the horse kicks two guys that are about to shoot him by blind luck. He didn't like yeah. tug on the horse or nothing. The horse just like happens to freak out. Yeah, like, and and it was like breaking with its like front hooves. It was like breaking those bunk beds, like. <laughs> very clearly and directly which i thought was really weird but kind of fun <laughs> he was his partner like they were, yeah it was like, I, was... I noted that that horse was a good actor because they had it like react to stuff and like winnie yeah. at the right time and it was really fun <laughs> yeah it really was because he, he was like you get to be more horse he was like psych <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, nah, like, i'm not gonna be your horse like, I'm no one's horse excuse <laughs> me that is true well because that was that that was also that like I think the like the scene where they fi- they first show the horse and he like runs through the market and destroys all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, did that scene really need to be like you literally could have cut from him being in the cave and then like him to the scene where he's putting on the mask to go and ride the horse like that. We didn't need to see him like be why like the, you did he, because he needed to know why the horse never quite worked with him up until the very end. You <laughs> needed to know that the horse was was wacky like that, and also he j- the mask he got was this there was like a scarf around the horse's foot that that's what he took and that oh, was, was the first mask yeah god bless you in your fresh eyes watching <laughs> i have seen this movie countless times yeah. and never noticed that mm-hmm. yeah the horse goes crazy in the market and he calms it and then looks down and there's like the scarf is wrapped around i don't know it wasn't like from an injury or anything. It just like was caught on the horse's leg. Yeah, yeah, from running, probably just running, from running around, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he—that's what he takes, and that's what he makes the first his first mask out of. Fuck! I know now. I know how you felt when I discovered uh, H. John Benjamin, and, and yeah, <laughs> like that. I've seen this movie <laughs> at least ten times, if not more. And yeah, I never noticed that mm-hmm. ever. That's crazy. Okay, now you do need the scene. Fuck it, I take that. I take it all back. <laughs> Just for that little piece of knowledge alone, that's what he, the bandana he uses yeah. in the first Zorro outing. Mm-hmm. I'm it's a little you. something that ties him to the horse, and yeah. You know, little, little okay, little. let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is 1998, mm-hmm. but I want you to picture it be this movie coming out now mm-hmm. is helena a good character of strong feminism or a bad character of strong feminism or um, nothing or neat or not even uh good for like feminists like independentness of being a woman like feminism uh yeah i was gonna i kind of made the note that it's like a thankless role and I mean, yes and no, that role still exists. It's still a thing that I was just talking to somebody about Marvel movies the other day and they put like mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams and Doctor Strange. She had nothing, that's like, she's a great actress. She it had is. nothing to do. Nothing to do. And like, is it, so no, I wouldn't say she's a strong character in the sense of like, you know, interesting, well-rounded, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm she's well acted enough like i really like the scene sure. with her and just her and anthony hopkins mm-hmm. when he's like getting a good look at her for the first time and they're talking about her mom and everything mm-hmm. it's just like what's well done yeah. and you get to you it's kind you can't really get to know her in that scene though like yeah you know you kind of you and she, there's no other women to for her to talk to oh i guess except for the 
lady in the market who's her right. nanny yeah. um but that's like literally the only other female character <laughs> yeah her than the daughter <laughs> other than the daughter and the yeah. wife that gets murdered in the first five minutes which that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole problem unto itself is you know wives yeah, getting killed her. looking oh, at you christopher nolan yeah uh, <laughs> That was that was that was quicker than the Bambi killing, man. They, they, yeah, they, they got the mom out there real quick. That's why I thought this was Disney. See, mom died at the beginning. That's Disney. That's Pixar, Disney all over it. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's also falls into the like she's feisty mm-hmm. and knows the sword fighting. Therefore, she is like a bold feminist character, but not really because she's all hung up on on Zorro and um there's a scene at the dinner table where mm-hmm. she expresses her opinions about like the whole you know situation mm-hmm. i think with zoro in general uh and then her dad just goes the opinions political opinions of women am i right anyway boys let's go fuck up california <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's it's those all those scenes that you would think we would be past well past like 20 years on mm-hmm. but in fact it's like there's still movies that do that where yeah it's like i'm uh you know i'm a modern female character uh in this period film mm-hmm. um but like it's just it's just silly like uh what did <laughs> i say <laughs> she said it's just silly <laughs> Yeah, because it's just, it's 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 like well she she is like she must be from this progressive because she knows how to use a sword. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. not really, you know, because she, again she doesn't talk to any other women in the movie except for the nanny. Right. Um, she's only talks to Zoro or her dads or whoever, and just and you, we don't know like anything about her other than she's the stolen child of De La Vega. She grew up in Spain apparently. Mm-hmm. and she comes back and she likes Zorro I don't know anything <laughs> about her do you? Uh, well I know that she likes uh, I know flower. She, she likes she likes flowers um, mm-hmm. uh, she likes a challenge yeah you know she gets that you know she likes you know she, she ran you know when he was trying to escape you know the second time yeah when he was like full on Zorro she like stepped in to, to try to stop him stop him but i mean she wasn't really trying to stop him you know what i'm saying she was like saying no not no also yeah not super feminist to have her clothes get shredded off by (laughs) zoro and then stand there topless and tell her dad like he's vigorous which i mean leads lends credence to your like that was a sex scene but not a sex scene comment from earlier she basically i mean low-key she kind of was jbf just been fucked i mean yeah Oh, I'm using that for the rest of my life. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the new slogan of the podcast. <laughs> oh man, hello merch. Um, <laughs> I mean, she didn't like. Obviously, they didn't have sex, but the way she—it's all coded to tell us. Yeah, story. like the way she t- yeah. the way she even like. You know, she was like Zora was he, like she's okay. She shows like her dad and and, and Captain Love come in and mm-hmm. she's half you know half naked, covered up. Yeah. And he's like, "What happened?" She was like, "Zora was here. I fought him, and he was very vigorous." It's like, yeah. I mean, low key, 
if I'm the dad, I'd be like, did you just fuck Zoro? Yeah, like, honey, did you just have sex with Zoro? Yeah, like, you just fucked Zoro, did you? Vigorous, because even yeah. I looked up Vigorous, because I never knew what Vigorous meant. I thought it was just, I, because I, the way they imply it in movies, I've only heard the word in movies or in TV, and it's usually with a sexual connotation. Mm-hmm. But it's not what Vigorous is about. It's just about being like, uh, high spirited, uh, lots of energy, and like showing good physical strength. That's what I mean. Vigorous, that's sex, baby. Huh? Which I mean, you gotta <laughs> you gotta be vigorous to be good at sex. And like, yeah. she basically, I mean, let me tell you something. If my daughter comes in, if I come into the room and I see my daughter covering her breast and then <laughs> telling me that the guy she just fought was vigorous, I'd be like, "You a hoe?" <laughs> no, no, I love daughters. I would say. That. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, but I mean, but you know, what I mean? yeah. he basically implied that, like, hey, Zoro just fucked the shit out of me in the stage. Yeah. Like, take it in. And that's why I say that was not a sword fight scene. That was fucking. That was a sex oh, scene. Oh, totally. No, I agree with that you. That was 100%. 100% a sex scene. Yeah. Like, you could, the only thing that was missing was like a couple of nipples. That's about it. <laughs> we almost got him. We almost got him. Covering your boobies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like we were saying that this is not, you know, super feminist no yeah this, and, this is and what people think is and, and this and especially in 98 was like yeah ah she's a feminist character because she she fights and she does speak out i mean to her credit she also does very much help save the day at the end of the movie she, she like does. is busting people out of the um the cages the cages at the mm-hmm. mine when they're about to be blown up and like only on the last one does zero come in and finish the like work for her um so like yeah that's cool and everything like that's right. not not feminist but like you know. yeah it was it's was, it was kind of interesting too the way that she responded to her dad in that scene after the, mm-hmm. after the sword fight because like literally the scene before she was like her dad embarrassed her at the party but basically yeah. was like you dancing like a slut and she walked <laughs> you know she was like you know yeah. all hurt by that and then the you know that same night <laughs> she's like uh, I just fucked Zoro and, and, and like, like, like none of that shit happened an hour dad. before. Yeah, just like go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> I do what Tell I want. Tell me who I can date, can't date. I'll fuck, I'll fuck whatever masked bandit I want. Yeah. Well, it was, oh man. And if, it, cause it's that classic trope. Like when she first even sees Zoro, she's oh, like, oh, I laughed that she was like him. so caught. Like, there is a masked man in her courtyard. <laughs> skulking around like the family horses and she's like well 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 who are you sir and (laughs) i was like how are you so calm he's clearly trying to steal shit like go that's that that's that i mean that's what i'm saying like at least you see a typical like rich girl rich sheltered girls finally sees a bad boy that's not as you know uh uh, uptight and and, uh, uh, um repressed as her and she's just like (sighs) she is all in flash (laughs) yeah Splash. She listen. You yeah, had to see, clean that saddle later. Did you see around. the way she was looking at him when That's they what first was so met? Funny, he was wet. Okay. There's what there's no reason for her to be that way though, other than like, yeah, he's a hot dude in the mask, but like, well, I don't know. Trying to steal your shit. I don't know what age she's supposed to be playing. Twenty, I mean, I think. like twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. So, 20, I mean, twenty-one. Yeah. 2021, she ain't been with nobody. She been around all these repressed dudes and like all these like upscale guys. Catholic like, Spanish nuns. Yeah. So I don't know. She probably just like hormones are raging. Yeah. Hormones are raging. She probably like, listen, 
at the end of the day, it really probably wasn't even Zoro that she was attracted to. She just was happy <laughs> to see been a anybody man. in that courtyard. <laughs> yeah, like any any man that wasn't in like a press suit, she was yeah. probably all about. Just like you're they slightly all, he's a mystery. Yeah, because she don't know anything about that life, that poor yeah. life or nothing like that. So like any man of that coming from or any in that world is like attracted to her because she don't know what it's about and it's yeah. new, it's mysterious. And so I mean, she saw Zoro and the floodgates opened. I did laugh at the, I liked the confession scene too. I thought that was funny. Yeah. She's like, it's been three days. And he's like, how many sins can you commit three days? And I wrote that down too. I was like, what are you doing? And then of course she's like, oh, I was rude to my dad or whatever. I'm like, oh, what? I dishonored okay. my dad. Yeah. yeah. That's whatever. I know that's a commandment, but like, who cares? I know. No, I get it. But Say, ask your dad all you want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, I get it, but I did love that. He was like, "Yeah, what, what kind of sins you've committed in three days? Get out of here!" Yeah, his reaction was so. Funny. That's why he's so great in this movie because he was like, "What do you mean, me?" Yeah, he's like, yeah. "He's like, come back when you got real problems, bitch." Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I, he's like, I ain't ate in two days. Get out of here. You come back when you when you got something like that going." He's on. like, "My horse thievery attempt is going off the rails. Get the fuck out of here, dude." <laughs> If I ever heard, if I was doing confession, the priest said that to me, I would. I'd be like, all right, you're right. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say a couple of Hail Marys for myself. And uh, <laughs> I do love I do in, in movies when people like unload on priests because like I've always wanted to do that and be like, you can't say anything until I'm done and just like go through everything. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what therapy is actually for. But I right. like the idea of just doing it to like one person where they can't see me for like an hour. And, yeah, can't, and then they just can't be like, you, Bye. You can't tell anybody about it. Per yeah, you se. can't tell anyone. I mean, you can. They can. It's short I of me telling you I committed a yeah. murder, which I have not. <laughs> but I said, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I always also, too, this is always kind of bothers me. Okay. When you see, when you see a hero, mm-hmm. Like, okay, look, look, specifically, we're talking about uh, Zorro. Um, it always is weird to me when you see a hero like this, it's like trying to fight, you know, the government or whatever that's like mm-hmm. taking over, you know, whatever's causing tyranny to the people, but they always have family and that family always gets them fucked. Like they always... Like it's always a weak spot for them. So I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out like when you just, if you're a person who decided you're gonna go and like fight crime, why would you want a family? I mean, it's- I a, never it's, get that. That's always a, a sore spot. They always like, they always, like in, nine times out of 10, it's like, okay, I get like, if you have family like within the, like, you know, like the Avengers, they have each other and their family and stuff like that. And they, But like, here's the thing, if, my friend is Thor. I'm not worried about him dying. <laughs> all that, you know what I mean? I'm able to go out and, and do what I need to do, like fight bad guys, knowing that Thor probably is okay. But like having like like with Spider-Man having Mary Jane. Mary Jane can't fight. She ain't got no skills. Well, that's where the the murdered wife trope comes in a lot of the time. Is it's to give your hero empathy, or you give you empathy for your hero. Right. Uh, and add and add a layer of trauma that will drive him to revenge or whatever the plot is. Uh, sure. Obviously, in this case, it's revenge uh, for his wife, avenging his wife's uh, death. And yeah, it, it's it's always to humanize your hero so that theoretically he's not like an unstoppable 
like yes cold-blooded superman you know yeah. with like no um you know no human you have to give your hero a human connection otherwise you but can't you can't relate to them it's there's, already, and there's no stakes to the story sure okay we're talking story-wise but i mean okay as far as the movies go, I get why you do that in a movie, but I mean, like, it just almost, it's never made sense to me to like, uh, like, because here's the thing, you're, to me, if you've already decided, I, I mean, I guess, unless you're just like a, a, a narcissistic asshole, but like, if you've already made the decision that you're going to be a man of the people and fight for the mm. people, then you already have everything. You don't need a family. Like, a family is always low-key, I'm not trying to be mean, but like a burden, like, you know what I mean? Because you're always worried about that. Like if somebody finds out you have, like I can get, if you, like if he was like, okay. So like the night like that when we first see Zorro, like, like his last time mm. being Zorro, I could see you starting a family after that. Like when you're like, I'm done with it. And you like if he, mm. you know, or started a family after he met, you know, uh, uh, young Antonio Banderas was like, Hey, I'm gonna teach you to be Zorro. You can, you can be Zorro. I'm, you know what I mean? Like that's when you have a family. You don't do it while you're being a hero that's just too much baggage you know <laughs> i mean well that's yeah it's like, I, it's like when you have it's like would you okay if this was a zombie apocalypse would you have a kid no but i mean exactly tell the tell like to um the quiet place, the quiet had a place little kid. Like, are you fucking kidding me but she Why must have you? been pregnant when it all started right or maybe not but also there's i mean condoms still exist but whatever i that movie what like was really fun to watch in sure. the moment and then you walk right. out and you're like i have eight million questions about how any of that worked well i mean this, <laughs> that's a whole other thing but that's what i'm saying is like the, the stakes i get i get that you're raising the stakes in movies but it's like yeah and it's, it's also like just captain america source. ain't got no wife and kids he was still able to be captain america and and and, and fight thanos and all that other shit and and, and do what he had to do like ah, he, he didn't worry have about a wife with and his kids, own super friends but he had uh girlfriends peggy was you know like a love interest and a it's uh yeah, but often, she, here's the thing the difference between peggy and this situation was like peggy was never on the front line right she was never out there trying to do this shit you know what i'm saying like low-key zoro's wife was kind of on the front line because every time he came home like you could have led the bad guys to his house. So you kind well, of- Well, that's always the risk there. you run as a hero, but theoretically you don't. I would yeah. argue Peggy's more on the front line as an officer uh, in point. World War II. Uh, no, it's, there. It's like I said, there is families, especially a wife character back home for your hero are always there either to provide conflict. Usually in a lot of stories she's telling him not to be a man of the people you need to be here with your family which yes is partially true but mm -hmm. because he's our hero he also has to he has to balance both that's always the, the issue is like how do i yeah. help people but also be with my family that's a that's a conflict a story conflict that you know a well that people go to a million times over um yeah. uh, like i said a lot of times they're collateral da they're just collateral damage they get killed yeah um it's it's called fridge fridging have you ever heard of fridging no um it comes from i forget which comic book i think it's green lantern i don't remember but mm. basically he the hero comes home and his dead wife has been stuffed in the fridge jesus christ to, yeah i know right to like break him of what whatever you know him not wanting to be a hero a lot of the times 
he the hero's family is killed off so that he can go do more that that makes more sense to me like the punisher's family killed yeah he becomes the punisher that makes sense like Mm -hmm. because he wasn't trying to be a hero he was he was just a marine and he just happened you know what i'm saying but it wasn't that that had nothing to do with him being a hero like he didn't Mm -hmm. like get out of the marines and say hey i'm gonna fight crime while Mm -hmm. having a family his family was killed then he decided to go and make crime or or fight crime excuse me Mm -hmm. so that's why I never get when you see these people, like these heroes or whatever, with family first, and then they keep on being a hero. Like I feel that's like because you they're family, you're done being a hero. Like, you gotta <laughs> but that that's out. because they are they are true men, and they know that not only are they do they should they serve their family, they have to serve the people somehow. That's the, the melodramatic. Yeah. Yeah. But the same token, how you being a how you being? There's no way you can be a good father and be Zoro at the same time. There's no way. There's no Isn't way that the plot of the second one? I was reading up on it last. Yeah, time. pretty much. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's like him tra- like struggling with being a father and trying to be Zoro at the same time. And of course, the son gets kidnapped, and he of has course. to like Zeta, Captain Zeta and Antonio Banderas have to go and get him. I'm see. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why you got a family when you being Zoro? You can't be Zoro and be a, have a family. Like you got to pick. But then, I mean, could you argue like why would any like a, a firefighter have a family? This is not fair. <sighs> yes, but. That's that's that is a good point. Like, well, that's but wait, are you talking more in fiction or or you know in fiction? Because like, okay, yes, like cops or or firefighters shit like that. Like, yes, obviously they go out every day and and they put their lives on in, in yeah. danger and and they have families and shit like that. But it's different because you're not like it's it's not like you're. John McClane in every situation. Like every right. time Zorro is out, it's a John McClane level situation. You mm-hmm. got a big, big villain, big, big boss that you're trying to take down. And if you're trying to take down a big, big boss every single time and you got family, like these bosses clearly, like uh, Don Raphael clearly has connections because he figured out who the fuck Zorro was, figured mm-hmm. out he was like a guy of society and privilege yeah. and all this other shit. Like, so why would you put your, it's like almost selfish that you would go out putting your family at risks every single time because it's not just like he's not going out and catching little bandits who are stealing horses he's going out and taking on the big fish he's taking on a big government official who has literally an army behind him (laughs) it's it's selfish but it's the right thing to do for the people (laughs) and for the people right thing to do but the wrong thing to do for your own people i think it's also for a lot of times especially for male audience members who maybe do have families is they can relate to be like oh these wife and kids are holding me back from being the hero i was always meant to be uh or like they don't appreciate (laughs) some guy guy watching this movie's like i could be so (laughs) wrong I could be Zoro. I could be I whoever. Have this you know, ball and chain and her little chainettes. But yeah, yeah <laughs> that I that I help have created. Except she totally trapped me into doing you know all that malarkey. No, um, yeah, it's like like a, I said, it's to it's to humanize them by giving them stakes. You know, because uh, otherwise, if a man just goes out and like fights crime or fights for the people, yeah, there's no personal stakes for him. Is the issue. If he yeah, dies, I mean, he if yeah. he dies, he dies, and you're like yeah. maybe this sad about it. There's always has to be a love interest or something story wise, but you're like, oh, he was a good dude, but what a bummer. The end, you know. <laughs> yeah, but they if have, you add if you add these human elements, plenty of movies where the guy has been. No, that's true. No, they always have a love interest. Always. 
Yeah, because I was like, I was like, what about Waterworld? But he ends up kind of having love interest. Like, and it, and it's not always like not always it's not always a, a, a romantic love either. It's like uh, it's usually like the loner guy ends up like saving the kid and now yep, the, yep. like the kid becomes important to him so like mm. now they have to like logan or something like that yeah or... logan or if you ever seen there's this old movie called uh blind fury you ever seen that no <laughs> oh man we gotta watch that it's basically the plot of is basically like uh a blind man gets uh blinded in vietnam he goes to his village they teach him how to do like sword fighting as mm. a blind man and then like he goes to visit a friend and his friend is like mixed up with these criminals making some kind of like synthetic drug and then they kill his wife and kids so he takes on the kid to like bring him to his dad and like mm-hmm. kills bad guys throughout the movie. Yeah. It's very 80s, very simple <laughs> plot. Good yeah. guy, kill bad guy, the end. But it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you like uh, Rutger Hauer. I do love Rutger Hauer, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's, that's, that's my man. <laughs> he's the blind samurai, as they call him. Oh really? Oh, it's, this is the white guy who masters karate. Yeah, in Vietnam. Yes. The yes, white, but again, the whitest dude possible. Yes. Tallest, yes. blondest, yes. bluest-eyed person imaginable. Oh my god. Well, because I mean, gets... I do love Rutger Howard. I'm not. not yeah, him, I do but, too. But yeah, you know what great. I mean. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. It's 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 that it's that's you. But you know that was the thing in the '80s. What's karate? What's Karate Kid came out. All kinds of white boys is learning karate for yeah. every movie. That was like the plot of every action movie. It's like white guy masters the art of uh, Asian, mm. you know, martial arts, and then goes like to lo- white, white children were mastering it. Like three ninjas, come yeah. on, <laughs> three ninjas. <laughs> Three ninjas though. I fuck with these ninjas hard though. I do. Did you ever see surf, really ni- surf ninjas? Fuck yeah, I see surf ninjas. At least that was like a native Hawaiian guy or yeah, like they were a- Asian of, descent of Asian descent. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of that actor's I don't know, uh, name, oh, and I don't. Jason um, Scottley, right? No, no, no. It was um. No, oh, I haven't mixed up something. Uh, <laughs> I'm junior. gonna cut that. Uh, up Eddie. No, not not. Oh. Hang on, I'm looking it up now. Something junior, something, something junior. Ernie Reyes Jr. Okay, my bad. See, I knew it was like something. It's like one of those three. It's like I knew it wasn't Freddie Prince Jr., but I knew it was something, something yeah. junior. Okay, yeah, he's, he's Filipino. Sorry, I got him confused with Jason Scott Lee. Whoops. I he's Asian too. He's Asian We're gonna too. He's fine. cut that out so I look like not. Oh, it's fine. Like you're, 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 no, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um. Weren't trying to be disrespectful about it. You know? No, like, well, yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying. I was trying. I mean, yes. honestly, low key, if you look at them side to side, like they kind of look this like similar. Yeah. So like you could easily like, and plus they basically like they're they're both their careers are like kind of the same wavelength of movies. Oh really? So, yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, like uh, Surf Ninjas, Ninja Turtles. Then you got fucking uh, Jason Scott Lee. He did Bruce Lee Story, and then he was <laughs> in Soldier, which is basically like two of the same movies. It's yeah easy for you to mix it up don't even trip <laughs> i only um, know that because i'm an action fiend so i know yeah yeah clearly i'm like <laughs> what was the other what's the one with jonathan brandis and sidekicks is that yes. what i'm thinking of <laughs> yes, my, yes. see my brother yes another white guy learns it <laughs> learns, the, the art of because chuck of, norris karate. knows karate right Chuck Norris is in that one, right? Chuck Norris is. Okay, he, he yeah. becomes, he's a he's a judge at the end. Well, he's actually in the entire movie because every time the kid has a fantasy, fantasy it's right? always uh, him and Chuck Norris like fighting Chicken bad guys together. together. Yeah. yeah, I only yeah. saw like the first like five minutes of it, and I was really all you need. That's really all you need. That literally the same. It's like the same thing. Like the kid 
He's a he's a weird kid. He has asthma. He already has a bully. So right. he comes to just moved into town. He's a new kid. They pick on him. They find out he has asthma, so they pick on him even harder because yeah, it's the '90s. And you, yeah, you have yeah yeah you have a dysfunction, so Can't we have to fuck with good, you. Fucking yeah, <laughs> like they literally like take his inhaler away. He's like trying to breathe, and like they play keep away with his inhaler. Like, it's so bad. It's I mean, so I know badly. kids are rotten in real life, but like in '80s and '90s movies, they were like straight up trying to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was all attempted murder. Like, if you think of, of it, it, the original miniseries, yeah. the guy pulls out a switchblade and tries to stab the fat kid. Like, yeah. it's attempted murder. Like, all the bullying oh, from, like, Stephen the 80s King, and 90s. Stephen is, King bullies are yeah. oh, another they're level. Maniacal. They're, they're insane. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, the 80s and 90s, all the bullies were, like, this close to attempted murder yeah. every time they bullied somebody. Like, And then at the end of the movie, they're like, hey, I respect you. Yeah, after you kick my ass. That's, that's basically what happens. Like one yeah. of the kids is uh, part of, it's basically like the karate kid, but with yeah. John Brandis. Um, like one of the kids is in uh, the, the tournament, uh, in a karate school. And so like uh, they go and he goes, he enters the tournament after he learns a few things and then he like beats him at the tournament. But they don't actually ever fight. They, the contest is, basically they win each other's respect by breaking bricks. That's part of the contest. Oh, okay. So they both do. There's like a they. They never fight. Yeah, they never fight. Oh, they never fight. But so this this whole tournament, which is weird, uh, it's, it's not really a fighting tournament. Uh, it's just like a kind of like a display of skills. So like he has to come in. He has to do like katas and shit like that. So they have a scene where he like is he imagines himself in a ninja outfit and he does his kata routine and then like they 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 tie. So to break the tie, they have to break bricks and. Uh, <laughs> John Brandis wins by breaking like seven bricks that are lit on fire. <laughs> I kind of remember that. Yeah. Like, at first, like the guy, the guy, the, the, the bully of the, uh, he's like, you know, breaking bricks easily. He breaks four, he breaks six. And then he, and then like the seventh brick, he, he only breaks six of them. He, and the seven ones there. And so they bring the seven bricks out for John Brandis. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. I'm not doing it. And of course, his Asian instructor comes. He's like, you can do it. I've taught you well. And he's like, here's a little motivation. And he like puts lighter fluid on the bricks and lights it. And he's like, you got to put it out or the building's going to burn down. So like, <laughs> that's what motivates yeah. him. Oh to my God, I all the bricks. <laughs> yeah, see, my brother originally tried to convince me to watch Cobra Kai because he's like, oh, you know, Karate yeah. Kid. I was like, I actually didn't see, I have never seen Karate Kid all the way through. It's, and you know, I was like, I was like, I, because my brother's several years older than me, I was like, yeah. I, my karate movies were all in the 90s, and it was three ninjas, surf ninjas, you know, yeah. sidekicks. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, they're not making series out of those. Don't worry. Surf, three ninjas and surf ninjas could become a series. They could. I, I'm not going to, don't, 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 here's the thing. We just put that out in the lexicon. <laughs> so it it's probably going to happen. It's already out there. Like they're probably working on a, at least a three ninjas like reboot right now. Cause they made like five of those fucking movies. They did. Yeah. And like two of them, two of the last movies were in the like uh, early to mid 2000s. Oh, so like okay. that's not all the wheelhouse for them to bring that back and make a series, especially now that Cobra Kai is yeah. successful. Oh, yeah. You know they're looking at all that shit. I think the only thing holding back from a new karate boom is the fucking pandemic. I feel like if that's if, what I'm saying, they're probably like the scripts have probably already been written. They're just waiting to because they're probably like big scale things. That, yeah, you know they can't do it. And with, I think people this. like I feel like every kid. I tried karate when I was a kid, and I um, 
didn't even make it to like getting a stripe on my belt. <laughs> Dang! You, 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 do you quit like after the first month? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like. I did. I was not really into it. Yeah. I also didn't really like the teachers, and I was really put on edge because we practiced outside one day on grass, and one of the teachers said something insane about careful because ants might get between your toes and chew their way through into your body and that just really fucked with me really hard at the time i was like eight or something i was pretty christ yeah like what the fuck i don't even know if i told my parents i think i was just like i don't want to do karate anymore because i think i was just like too weird like i knew it wasn't true but then i kept visualize visualizing it and just was like wait i don't like these people like and just kind of gave up (laughs) (laughs) jesus who tells an eight-year-old that that ants are gonna chew through your shoes and get into your skin? What the? Well, fuck? we were barefoot. That was, was the thing. We were barefoot, you know, practicing the karate Jesus out. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Okay. It's also, a fucking too, horrifying. You image, can't right? tell me that. Then expect me to focus on class. I'm gonna think about nothing but ants getting into my exactly. skin. Exactly. <laughs> so, so then, yeah, I was outside, like, doing my little punch bad. moves, and I was like, looking down, like, ants are gonna get me. No, what you could have been a karate master. I could have been a karate. Cha- I could have been fucking. Could have been a, a champion. With, you could have been a karate champion. Could be hanging out with William Zapka right now and right now nothing. <laughs> uh, his name's Billy Zapka. You would not call. Oh, him he's William, William Billy. now. He's, he's a Billy. He's been Billy. His poet name is Billy Zapka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's he is William. He's in his fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, he, he he's like he's a, he's not even a will. He's a William. He's, a William. <laughs> he's for sure. <laughs> You could, you know, you could have met Chuck Norris. Because actually, fun fact, my brother, uh, he he was doing. Uh, me and him grew up doing karate, and he did karate in junior high school. And Chuck Norris used to come to his junior high school and watch their tournaments. What so, a life it could have led if that guy had told me that know, terrifying if, fucking if, story. Yeah, I don't know if he was in you know Michigan, but you know you could have met him at some know. tournament somewhere. He, yeah. he's he's known to pop in the tournaments like I could have gone national and. Oh, you definitely would have met Chuck Norris in if you went yeah. to the natural level for sure. But you know, you're worried about ants going into your skin. It fucking, and I have like an overactive imagination as is. Like, see, that would have mm-hmm. fucked me up too because that uh, when I was a kid, I did actually, not need that visual. Because I was like eight or nine, I actually playing hide and seek. I was while I was hiding, I was standing in an ant pile. They actually like. Oh my, shit! Yeah, all the way to like my knee, they were like biting me. They didn't get in my skin, but like, but still, I mean, if I'd have had that happen, and then my instructor tell me that they're gonna get in my skin, oh yeah. fuck that! I would never be outside anymore. I would stay my ass yeah. inside forever. Oh, that's fucked up. People wonder I watch stay indoors, watch a movie and TV all the time. Now you know. <laughs> Fucking ants! Ant, they're gonna get inside me. They're gonna cross. <laughs> they're gonna gnaw through the space between my toes and come get me. Fucked up. I could you tell that to a kid and then expect them to focus during a karate class? That's like the dentist that told me um, I needed to get the loose tooth out of my mouth when I was little, because otherwise I could swallow it and it would go in my lung. <laughs> oh my god! Michigan is fucking full of oh sadists if you god. haven't figured out by now. I mean, I remember my friends telling me that as my friends, little kids telling me that like yeah. if I swallow a tooth, it would like cut up my insides or something like that. But your whole again the whole par- adult dentist told you that if you swallow the tooth it would go into your lung yeah why people wonder the- why oh, i sorry. fucking have anxiety i have 
apparently, and through no, my parents were try, tried, they did not intend to send me to these places where all these other adults were like, what if we tell yeah. that little girl the most horrifying fucking thing we can think of? Jesus Christ. And she's already kind of on edge as a, as a personality. And we just- I'm like, sorry, let me ask you this. Crazy did visuals. you grow up in a Stephen King novel? Because I feel like you we're, did. I mean, we're close to it. <laughs> All the adults, because like if you remember, like and all the adults in, in Stephen King, especially when they're with kids, like yeah, they're all terrible. just like they're all terrible or like don't really give a fuck or they're don't really pay attention kid. and like or tell yeah. kids the weirdest, most fucked up shit. Yeah. Like now I see why he's writing that shit because clearly people in the yeah. Midwest are just telling yeah, their kids. We were coming out of the now adults don't tell kids shit and, right. and everything, but yeah, I was I was just coming out of that era, and apparently Michigan. Is a lot like Maine at some point in time. Damn. We had not progressed that generation of adults that was like, Jesus. I'm going to tell this kid a fucked up thing just for the fuck of it because I can. Lives on or lived on at the time. Oh. Sorry, I'm going to cut out like 90% of this, by the way. Say what? I'm going to cut out like 90% oh, of this. Oh, whatever. It's the longer episode. Let them we're way it. off track, though. We haven't talked care. about the movie in ages. That's fine. We'll come back to it. We'll get back to it. <laughs> okay. I'd like to come back to it right now. Leave it in. We got, I mean, we pretty much covered. We got it all, though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't cover one thing. I truly enjoyed, I mean, for a movie being 90s, uh, they actually did a really cool uh, thing. Uh, so the scene where, you know, Captain Zeta's walking through the market and the, mm -hmm. her old nanny spots her and starts talking to her, I thought it was really cool that they covered uh, they made sure to stay within their the realm of they, the, the universe that they 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 started and they paid a little tribute because the, the the nanny was actually speaking an older language than spanish oh okay. yeah yeah that's what i thought too okay so yeah. like he was clearly one of the original people like an indigenous of mexico. Yeah. person to mexico yes. yeah 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 like like that. i thought that was really cool something you yeah. don't really see in a 90s movie and shit like that yeah so the fact that they had her speaking like an old I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming that actress probably knew that language already yeah I feel like she did you know what I mean it's probably not something that mm. they wrote into the movie they probably just discovered it and was like oh shit let's put Maybe, that in yeah but sure. still the fact that there was there I thought that was so I never noticed it until literally I watched it this mm. time but like she's you know speaking the the, the original language of that and it's, it shows you like how close to uh uh accuracy they're trying to be with the history of what's going on yeah because like, even though this is a fantasy there's still mm -hmm. kind of some realism within it so i thought that was amazing and i appreciate that scene now as an adult that i ever did as a kid yeah you know, because kid, yeah. I was like whatever because i think uh the most recent uh showing of any kind of that acknowledgement of the language difference even within you know mexico is probably roma mm. the um Oh my God, I'm blanking on the director's name. Shit. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Alejandro. Yeah. Shit, I'm not looking up. Shit, now. I can't think of his last name. I know Alejandro something, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know what, yeah. I didn't, actually, I haven't seen the movie. I heard it's really good, though. It is. It's um, Al Alfonso Coron. Oh, Alfonso. Girl? Oh, damn it. Oh, I was thinking, oh, uh, the you're director. thinking of Pedro Aldemovar. No, no. I was thinking. Uh, the director from um that did uh what's that movie with leo dicaprio and he fights a bear the revenant oh uh in a in a retu 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah, the because the um the main character in that she's like a, a maid slash nanny uh for the more much more European Mexican mm. rich family. Mm-hmm. And she's more like an indigenous uh Mexican person. So it's really um again, I only read the subtitles, so I sure. don't know yeah, right, right. Who was speaking what exactly, but I think right. it like a more indigenous mexican language was being um spoken like the true mexican language not yeah. spanish which I, you know what I, I that's always like been an interesting thing to me is like sometimes when you see uh i mean maybe you've you probably never seen this but like sometimes there's a little bit of uh like beef between black and brown mm-hmm. and like sometimes uh, some people like uh, like people of, you know of hispanic descent like kind of see themselves as better than than black people mm-hmm. which I think it's hilarious. I'm like, um, we're the same. <laughs> like, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you're speaking Spanish. That's not your original language, homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like me speaking English is not my original language. I mean, it is for me because I grew up in America, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like my heritage is not yeah. in theory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how y'all better than us? Like, the only difference is like, y'all maybe wasn't in chains as long, but like, y'all got mm-hmm. taken over by the Spanish just like we got taken over by white people. It's really not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know how y'all got this like chip on your shoulder when we mm-hmm. are the same. <laughs> well, it's it's my understanding too that even within you know like Mexico, there's the more like people with more European mm-hmm. ancestry yeah. that mm-hmm. maybe think they're better than yeah people yeah. with more native or indigenous yeah. Mexican. Well, it also doesn't help too the- that. Uh, a lot of the slave trade, like one of the ports was in South America, so yeah. like Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, Argentina, shit like that. Yeah. So like, you know, all that shit going on and then the mixture of that, because like, you know, some people stayed and uh, when others left, mm-hmm. so like, well, you get like a darker, you know, people yeah. of Latin descent. Because there's like Afro-Latinx, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Latinx, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I just always found that funny. It's like you see them like kind of stick their nose up. It's like <laughs> you a nigga too. <laughs> I hate, hate <laughs> to tell you, you just a Spanish speaking nigga. Like, but that's it. Like, <laughs> that's really it. There's no difference. Um, no, but I love that scene because like it was just a good. It just it helped us sit like. It. I'm a. I, I'm looking at it in the audience way. Like it kind of helped. Uh, ground it grounds us. you to like a time and a place. Yeah. No, not just around the place, but keeps us in the 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 world that they're building. Because yeah. like you know, before you know, before you see that, you kind of you know, yes, they have the subtitles at the beginning and tell you what time period is set in and all that stuff. But you see all this like fantastical sword play and mm-hmm. people using whips as you know to swing on He's and all this. Put, put out candles. Like, it kind of grounds you again. It's like, hey, we're back. <laughs> you yeah. know, like Zero is the fantasy part, but we're also but the place that is set in is the real yeah and this is i mean zorro is not really based on any real history right um right. but i mean it acknowledge there's a lot of historical acknowledgement of you know the colonization people fighting for freedom from being colonized um yeah and that's that's all in the background in a lot of ways but at least it's sort of acknowledged yeah yeah. 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 No. I, that's that's why that's why like uh, I appreciate that scene so much, especially now because, you know, you know, especially now too, because like if this movie were to be made today, you know, you know, if they didn't have that scene in the movie, somebody would have something to say. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, somebody would be complaining, yeah. especially if there's somebody who of of that 
heritage, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, they'd probably be like, hey, why didn't you have anybody speaking our language, you know, around this time, you know, you would have seen a few people. And so the fact they added yeah. it in 1998, props. Because there's definitely, there's issues um, with, you know, media kind of erasing things like that. So yeah, it is interesting mm-hmm. that that's happening even I mean, in 98. Especially too, if you look at it, because like, I mean, low key, there was like a lot of whitewashing in this movie. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. the fact that they had that in while whitewashing is, I yeah. mean, the balance was there. <laughs> Win some, lose some. You know? Yeah, the balance was trying- there. Was, yes, we have Anthony Hopkins speaking as a British man, but like we yeah. also got the indigenous language. So. Which by the way, I did make a note of this. So uh, he, that whole opening scene happens. He gets sneaks home through the cool fireplace, spinny majig. He gets- magic. He gets in there and he starts speaking Spanish for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's, you know, subtitled and everything. Yeah. Never again. Doesn't even, he <laughs> never does it again. I, and I was like, whoa. Yo, because why you know, do that then? I'll tell you, my man Anthony Hopkins said, I'm 61. Fuck y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna learn. I, I actually, I think he would learn yeah. Spanish. He's a dedicated actor. I think he would. If they actually, hate him. But no, I think he put in the effort. I think he's no, no, he would. No, 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 I'm saying he would, <laughs> but like, I don't for for what they were probably asking him to do for this movie, especially he already because you already was saying no. You said, Yeah, uh, that's true. He's already yeah. saying no because of back problems. Now he was like, Cool. They probably, like, you know, didn't give him his, you know, his quote or more than what they were asking for him. He's like, Look, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna be Anthony Hopkins one time for y'all. Y'all can make money off my name, but I ain't doing no bullshit. Like, <laughs> But I yeah, it's no just accents. I'm gonna learn a little bit of Spanish yeah. and I ain't doing no fucking gunfights. Like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, although I will say sometimes it's better if you don't have people doing an accent because that can be really distracting. I mean, and I'm thinking that too because, um, because like Spain has a million different accents, it's not, you know, yeah, Antonio Banderas has is, is from Andalusia, and that's mm-hmm. that's its own accent, you know, people Barcelona, Madrid, yeah, Bar- Barcelona, as everybody, Barcelona. Barcelona. yes kind of jokingly says but that's technically how they actually say it but sure. you do not have to see you can just say barcelona, barcelona if you're speaking yeah. english it's fine <laughs> um yeah it's you know but people say that about america though too because sometimes people will do an american accent or like a southern accent but even within the south there's a difference between a texas accent versus that's a true. georgia accent and you Fair know enough. all all those kind of things um accents are hard and so sometimes when people don't do them in a movie i think it's fine yeah i mean um again like you know we spoke earlier it's you can if you know anything about spain and like i said when you hear english speakers from spain Mm -hmm. you kind of can give a little bit of leeway break because like i said some of the words that they do say when they do learn because they learn the queen's english so like some of the words they say it makes like the my friend who uh my friend laura she's from spain sometimes when she's talking to me I'm like you sound British right now and just but it's always a few <laughs> yeah. words not but like I don't know then it, but it, here's but here's why you can't forgive him for this movie is because everybody else had a Spanish accent right I had one at the beginning there's the maid had Antonio one Banderas has one Catherine Antonio Zeta-Jones Banderas had... has one Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. has one like even uh, uh, uh um even uh 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 Don Raphael's like his little side min- minions had Spanish accents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the only person that should have an American accent and who had one was the captain. The captain, yeah. My man De La Vega, or not De La Vega, but uh, Don Raphael should have had at least a slight one. It's a little bit. Yeah. 
I would. I agree. I, I agree. If you're gonna not do it, then just apply it across the board. It's across fine. the board. Yes, that's the but, problem. And get and it's so it's so funny because like, like Chernobyl, you know, took place in Russia. Obviously, right. That miniseries, it was great. It was like almost predominantly British actors. I think entire well i guess uh, not stone Skarsgård, but otherwise you know almost exclusively british actors yeah and all with their you know native natural british accent for the most part and people are like oh and but they said up front they're like look making everybody do russian accents that is going to be so distracting because yeah, it is, they're no good it's because it, it's hard to nail it's very distinct like i take i take russian and not like speak it and write it and it's not easy yeah. And like I know my pronunciation comes out very American still. Sure. Um, so to like do a whole like very serious drama covering a very serious topic and have people yeah. talking with Russian accent, da, 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 uh, just just let them talk how they talk. It's I don't know. I, I would have been cool with it. Because here's the thing, I even would have let it slide as far as like F.A. Hawkins character goes, it's like uh uh because technically, when he was in prison, he was in prison in California. So, like, if yeah. he kind of had an American accent, or, or slow, or slowly kind of morphed more into like a closer to British American sounding accent, that would have made sense. You just spent twenty years in a in a prison in California. Mm. It's technically not American time, but like, you know, there was Americans there. I would be okay, but at least at the beginning, he should have had an accent. I would have, you know, what I mean, I mean, yeah. fuck it. At least. Halle Berry in the first X-Men movie tried to do a Kenyan accent and then lost that motherfucker in the second movie. So like she gets back in the third, she's all over the map. I mean (laughs) what I'm saying, if you just a little bit of that. That's all I'm saying. Just a little bit. I always laugh because um like Wolverine has a very American accent. I know Hugh Jackman's Australian, obviously, but then they're like, oh, Wolverine's actually from Canada. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if, if Wolverine had like a Canadian? Oh, no, 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 no. Fucking hoser. <laughs> well, my so father, funny. I don't know. <laughs> it'd be Animantium. so funny. It wouldn't be say anadamantium or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, how aluminum. That. Yeah, aluminium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Nah, that was. Oh, that'd be uh, really funny, though, if he had like a. Dude, even if he just had a boot, like a, a boot. Yeah, <laughs> like, if he no, said a boot. Marie can't say a boot. <laughs> What's Magneto on a boot? <laughs> Would have been amazing. He gets punched. Ooh, Chitley Rattler. All right. <laughs> no, but no, that's it. I mean, that's, I think that's all the things that I wanted to cover. Yeah, I had a great time with it. I thought it, like, yes. I watched it last night, which was a Friday night. Um, mm obviously being released well after that but i was like what a nice little friday night like not bad right kick back and enjoy this like having a good time yeah i mean it's one of those movies that like it's all it's a movie that you can sit down and enjoy Mm -hmm. it's also one of those movies that you could turn on and have that background noise while yeah yeah doing chores or writing or some shit Mm -hmm. like that like it's uh it's just one of those movies across the board uh, I don't. I don't know anybody who doesn't like the movie. Yeah, because this is this to me. Like I said way back at the beginning, is like on par with like a Pirates of the Caribbean or a mm. Mummy and like action adventure fun. We're having yeah. a good time. You know, we got big fun set pieces, very likable. You know, yeah. actors and leading characters and everything like that. Johnny Depp's yeah. current situation notwithstanding, um, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, but those kind of like 
fun, like I said, kind of classical Hollywood, you know, big studio things that they don't, I mean, they do big studio movies now, but it's all Marvel stuff. And so it's kind of fun that this is like not, you know, yeah, it's not original in the sense that it's not based off anything like it is based off stuff but like right. stuff that had been kind of out of mind for people for years for and years a while years. yeah I mean the last time people were like into Zorro was I think like the, the 50s 60s yeah 50s 60s yeah like the 60s was like the, the like yeah I, I think the the, the 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 TV show wrapped up in like 62 or something like that uh I can tell you hang on uh 1957 to 1959 Okay. Um, but it was also there. It did have some one-hour specials in 1960 mm. to 61, and oh. then yeah, it's one of those ones that just played, you know, on repeat. They used to play mm. it on the Disney Channel, kind of before yeah, remember, the cartoons yeah. were on. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching, or not, I, but I watched a few episodes. But I remember seeing Zorro. Like Zorro was like a late night thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like come on, night, late night. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. It was like a late night thing. I can't remember what time it came on, but I remember like seeing or or be like or if it was any a lot of times too. It went from like being a late night thing to being like uh like an afternoon thing on Saturday like, when like all the cartoons are done. Then yeah. Then, like these old school shows like Rawhide or fucking. Uh, um, I used to see Green Acres a lot. Yeah, shit like that or the Little House on the Prairie. That's yeah. When it was like after the cartoons were done. It's like all right. <laughs> Your parents are exhausted. Let them watch this. <laughs> Here, here's a little house on the prairie, or old yeller. <laughs> yeah. So overall, how you how do you feel about the movie as in general? Like really good. I really like. I said really really enjoyed it. Um, actually, it made me think of too in comparing it to all those other movies. There's a movie I like called My Favorite Year, with um, Peter O'Toole, and he's like okay. an Errol Flynn type action hero, and they make a joke about like him uh, running and jumping and kissing and humping. And that's kind of what I thought of during this movie um, because it's, it is a lot of running and jumping and swinging from things and the yeah. short of humping. Yes. I mean, not that he humps in the classic movies in the in the My Favorite Year movie. Sure. That's actually, I'm, I'm gonna put that on the list for you because uh, My Favorite Year is really interesting because it is loosely, loosely, loosely based on Mel Brooks's time working at your show of shows in the 50s and having to hang out with Errol Flynn interesting okay my it's like one of my favorite movies it's so so good and it's so sweet and so funny um and peter tool is fantastic if you like actors peter tools a a classic yeah but this is actually one of my favorite movies like i said i don't know if it's i wouldn't say top 10 but it's up there it's at least top like 25 maybe 50 somewhere in there (laughs) (laughs) top 50 at least for sure but I'm uh, I'm glad you got to see it. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad I got to introduce you to something. Um, I don't know what we're covering next, but I can't wait. I'll yeah, I don't know what movie we're covering next. We're going back to New York. We're going back to Sex in the City next yes. week. Yes, I'm excited because I'm ready to see what my girl Charlotte gonna be. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I, I it's fun because I. I the first season I'm, I'm so murky on because I it's yeah. the one I feel like I've seen the least but it's fun to discover it yeah I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's new for me it's it's interesting I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what uh, they get into especially after the last episode you know because we had Carrie and uh Mr. Bing on the your day. favorite and, uh, that's <laughs> the, so we'll see what their story holds yep anyway so 
This is a good episode. This mm -hmm. was fun. I'm glad you guys stayed with us. Uh, we will see you on the next episode. We'll be covering episode seven of Sex in the City, season one. And where can they find you and then me and then the show? Well, you can find me individually at Mac Diddy Combs, M-A-C-K-D-I-D-D-Y-C-O-M-B-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you, my man? They can find me at Elizabeth Movies, all lowercase, on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. And if you're a fan of the show, uh, if you're already watching, you already know where you can find us on YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm. But in case it's your first time, you can find us at Show Me What I've Been Missing on YouTube. Just type that in. We are the only ones that pops up. I've yep. tried it a million times. We are the only <laughs> ones. Uh, you can also yeah. find us on Instagram at um, Show Me What Podcast, uh, and then on Twitter, the same Show Me What Podcast on mm -hmm. Twitter. So, uh, also if you find us on Instagram, we got all the links up, so you can't miss yep. us. We on Spotify, YouTube, all the platforms. You can't miss. Us. Yeah, the links are everywhere across every platform. Every platform you can find, you can find us there. So. Boom. Haha, -ha, Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Z. <laughs> you think anyone ever confused it for an N and they're like, no, dude, turn your turn your head. <laughs> Noro? <laughs> Noro? What the hell's Noro? Noro? Who's Noro? Oh, Zorro. Oh, Zorro. Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Okay. I'll stop recording. Yeah, I'll go ahead. <laughs>